0: Thanks for listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos and the PCC Multiverse. Check out more great podcasts today on one of these awesome affiliate networks.
1: Ice Podcast.
2: The ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Classic, current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at esonetwork.com.
0: The Tangible Network. Check it out. TangibleNetwork.com. Listen to this show, the latest episode, every time.
3: A proud member
4: of the Gunna Geek Network. The opinions expressed are those of each individual. Check out all the other geeky
3: podcasts over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com and get ready, because geekiness begins in 3,
5: 2,
0: 1. On this week's show, we're talking the Infinity War trailer, early picks for Oscar buzz, week 13 in the NFL, and could raise time in the Star Wars universe be shorter than we thought?
6: welcome to the pcc multiverse
0: and we're back for another episode of the p c c multiverse my name is gerald glass from pop culture cosmos and game source who's with me back right here driving down this podcasting highway none other than my good friend he is the man of the legend behind Humanic media it's josh peterson What's going down, my friend?
7: Hey, good to be here, man. I finished uh, Super Mario Odyssey earlier this week, so I was uh, just recanting the tale to somebody. It's a, it's a good game, man. It's it's fun. It's kind of I don't know if you got a chance to play, it, but it's kind of a uh, reminiscent of the Nintendo sixty four one, which I liked. But yeah, it's a good game, man. Glad to be here, though
0: that's great that's great indeed it's good to see that you've enjoyed super mario Odyssey, like so many others it's definitely a game of the year candidate and i'm sure we'll be delving into more game of the year candidates as we get closer to year's end because december is well it's right upon us so it's about that time to start talking about all the best stuff at the end of the year the 2017 picks and movies games and so much more we'll be doing that this month on both this show and of course the monday show the pop culture cosmos show we'll be talking also about a lot of great gift ideas and also of course we'll be uh, throwing in some other great talk as well but for this week we've got a lot planned including rob mccallum stopping by with another cosmic crossfire salvador Villa from mario party wars talking unrivaled and of course, Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast talking week 13 in the NFL. But my friend, it all starts with you and I talking about the big deal in pop culture this week when the internet just broke and exploded with everybody just sharing this great trailer that came out for the upcoming Avengers Infinity War from Marvel. I'll tell you what, first off, Anybody who saw that leaked footage from Comic-Con, no, no, this is not, this is so much better. And you know what? You don't even have to tilt your head when you watch it. It's really, really something special indeed. And it really sets the stage for an epic battle, which Thanos and the Dark Order, just they just really like, like they are they're up for the challenge. So I ask you, Josh, 230 million views in the first 24 hours alone new record just right out there with all those people watching it doesn't that tell you that everybody is just as excited as we are for the next chapter in the avenger story
7: i was like personally like i watched the trailer i think i watched it like four times i watched it twice on my phone and then twice on my computer I I'm, on, to,
0: I'm on number five myself I just want to go okay. the record for that yeah
7: because I just want to get in there and like see all the details all the little Easter eggs and stuff like that it's crazy that I don't know when I saw the trailer I got I literally got goosebumps like I haven't that hasn't happened to me since I saw Eminem rapping an eight mile when I was a kid like that was I hadn't felt that feeling since then so I'm like super excited about this and it's cool because it's it's literally like for so long, the I mean, even the Avengers only appealed to a certain audience. You know, if you follow those movies, you had like Thor, if you were a fan of Thor, Scarlet Witch, Black Widow, and those kind of characters, but, you know, it was always, they always left out like the uh, Guardians of the Galaxy and a lot of the Cosmic side. Even a lot of the Avengers who were in, you know, in the newer movies only got like a little bit of time, you know what I mean? In those, uh, like Spider Man and Civil War and stuff like that. So this is like, Everything's coming together, and whether or not you are a fan of certain movies when they came out at certain times, you are going to be a fan of this movie because, well, everybody's in it. So it's they've built up a lot of goodwill, and I think that the fact that they said that this story is ending after Avengers 4 is also building a lot of hype because this is the first time. You know that we've heard of that a superhero, uh, I guess, franchise is is coming to an end. It's not like officially ending, but it's got it's got an end in mind. So I think that's that's one of the things. Like it, it doesn't feel pointless anymore. It doesn't feel like an Assassin's Creed game where it just keeps going and going. Like it has a beginning and it has an end, and that goes so much like farther than what it would be if it was just an open ended story. And I think that's got a lot of. It's kind of like how I think the same people are feeling the same uh, emotions that they had when the seventh Harry Potter movie came out.
0: That finally it's coming to a head and a culmination for at least this phase of the Marvel Universe. Because they recently said that, yes, there's still 20 at least more films to go in this next phase of the Marvel Universe or more. So at least at this point in time, The phase that we're familiar with, with Robert Daniel Jr., Chris Evans, Scarlett Johansson, the whole nine yards, for the most part, will be exiting because all their contracts, A, will be up, and B, because at this point, maybe Marvel wants to move in a different direction with most of the characters. There won't be many, at least after the events of the fourth Avengers film, that will be staying on for much longer after that. I mean, there's gonna be a few characters, but not too many that that we're very familiar with at this point in time. So this leads me to my next question to ask you. Do you think that this is going to be the ultimate high for the Avengers and that maybe people will already have that high from the third and fourth Avengers films and after that it's just like, okay, do we really wanna see any more superhero movies?
7: If there's one thing that Marvel's done consistently, it's they always top their last movie, especially in the Avengers franchise. Like they always outdo it. I don't think we're in danger of like seeing the universe come to a, a sputtering halt. but then again, I could be wrong. it's, it's one of those things where they, they know the standards. They know they know where the bars at and they know how fans feel about it. and they from what I understand, they have something pretty cool planned for their next uh, the next 20 movies they have coming out. Uh, it's just i've been thinking about it and it's just funny because marvel is going to be done with the style of superhero movie that dc is currently trying to mimic so when marvels onto something new what's going to happen to dc that's my um question here is that they're just now like catching on to marvel's formula but it sounds like marvel has a brand new formula and maybe that for that You know, these 20 movies that are up ahead will include the X-Men and Fantastic Four, assuming that deal with Fox goes through. You know, it's exciting stuff. Whereas DC, DC doesn't have a problem with their characters being spread out among all these different studios, but they just don't know how to tap into them. And Marvel's about to do something cool with their next set of films, and DC is kind of stuck in the past. You know, it's going to be funny to see. I think that Marvel's not in danger of coming to a crashing halt, but DC might be.
0: Well, definitely, they're always playing catch-up, and that's what happens when you're number two to the table in the sense because they were not able to capitalize on the high that the Batman movies created that sense of excitement and as far as for a fan base that really wanted it and, and deserved it, they were not able to follow up on that with strong enough titles that actually have captured the audience's imagination outside of Wonder Woman. So... What from the trailer stuck out to you the most as far as exciting things or maybe some certain Easter eggs that you wanted to to look at or what exactly stuck out to you the most with the Infinity Wars trailer for Marvel's Avengers?
1: Okay,
7: so I got a couple things, actually. One was I liked seeing the Winter Soldier. They've never done anything like this in a Marvel film just as far as like having... This massive war on these two sides just charging at each other like that has never been done before. So I'm, I'm really excited about that. And there was one thing where uh, did you did you notice there was Mark Ruffalo was standing next to the Hulkbuster armor, and if you noticed that the Hulkbuster armor was walking uh, or was moving like a certain Hulk that we we all know and love. So my theory here is that. It's not Tony Stark wearing the Hulkbuster suit. Maybe it's the Hulk wearing the Hulkbuster suit when they're going out and fighting all those little bad guys that are out there. Because it shows the Hulkbuster suit is kind of in pieces when Mark Ruffalo is, is not Hulked out and he's kind of standing next to it. So I'm wondering if uh, it's going to be Banner in the suit because that would be cool. And that would be something unexpected and it would definitely get a rise in the audience. It's something that I would do if I were making the film. So, the, and then the, the last thing would be, I'm really curious how, uh, or two things actually with Thor and Loki, I'm curious how Thor is going to connect with the Avengers on Earth because it shows him in space. There's nothing in the trailers that show him on Earth, you know, with Loki too. And the, the big question here, Loki has the, um, the Tesseract and he, it shows him handing it to someone, but I don't, everyone thinks that he's handing it to Thanos, but I don't think he is handing it to Thanos. If you look, his face is super beat up, like he's been through the ringer, so I don't, it, and he looks scared, so I don't think he's, I think something happens there, and uh, I'm, I'm really kind of dying to find out. That's why I've been watching the trailer, just trying to see if I can catch a glimpse of, of who's on the other side of that camera, but I will just have to wait and see, but that's kind of the big mystery to me,
0: And I'm interested to see how the uh, newer players, as far as Doctor Strange, also Black Panther, how they're going to mesh with this whole environment. Obviously, Wakanda plays a big role in this new movie, as far as the battle scene is concerned, but also setting up the stage for quite a cataclysmic altercation uh with the, with Thanos's troops and obviously I think what you see when Thanos actually comes to Earth I think is it's, it's not, it looks like he's on the at the part where he's in Wakanda is that correct where you see him like coming out of that uh wormhole I think
7: that's in New York because he uh, it shows the wormhole is sitting over Brooklyn remember when Okay
0: that's the one and that Spider-Man going after that right and you see him battling Spider-Man and giving yeah, Spider-Man and
7: a charge got the a iron- Yeah. He's got the iron spider suit. Yeah. um, you know, they show that scene where he punches Tony Stark and like, I, I'm, I don't, I want to know like how, how this all happens. Just the, the trailers got me so like, Oh, I'm, I'm,
0: well, he's already got the stone from, you know, because he adds two stones on his, his gauntlet and he already has the one that from the Nova Corps. So at some point in time, he goes to Nova Prime and actually grabs that, whether he destroys Nova Prime or gets stolen covertly. I, I'm not sure either which way. Maybe the, the, the dark forces, uh, you know, that work with him are, are partly responsible for obtaining that first uh, stone.
7: Yeah, well, one of his people, if you saw in the trailer, one of his people was taking the stone out of the Vision's forehead. So, uh, and then the other one had the spear that they threw at Captain America. Like, if I know Marvel, they're going to give us a little uh, intro that's probably going to show Thanos getting that stone. My big thing here that I love about this is that we had talked about Thor Ragnarok but and the tone of Thor Ragnarok but this movie Infinity War looks very very dark and I'm actually really excited about that Well, Thor Ragnarok was a nice change of pace I'm glad to see them all back to taking life seriously because this is a big like there's a lot on the line here
0: and there's no jokes or smarmy remarks from uh, Tony Stark at all it's he's look he's looking deadly serious like this is really just this could be the end for you know the Avengers as we know it.
7: Let's close this off with one more question here. Avengers four, okay? Disney is getting all their properties back. They're getting the stuff from, or oh, they're getting Fox, you know, and they're getting they're going to have their streaming service, so they're not going to be tied in. We well,
0: don't know about Fox yet. It all depends.
7: We, we don't know, but their their uh, sources say they're removing their they're getting rid of their deal with Netflix, and they're going to be taking those shows and putting them onto their own streaming service and they're basically going to be taking over production. Do you think in Avengers 4 we're going to be seeing the Defenders show up at all, now that they can do that without contract problems?
0: It all depends. If they bring Coulson back, if Coulson comes with S.H.I.E.L.D. in some form or fashion within the movie, I think they'll go ahead and, and bring those forces back from the Defenders, even though you and I didn't love the Defenders series itself. Uh, I still think that uh, if they're going to bring the Defenders back, then you might as well bring Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and everything that you've that's had any kind of long-standing nature with fans on a smaller medium. There's only enough room for everybody that's appearing in the film, so I, I think they're going to just probably leave them both out at this point in time.
7: Kevin Feige has gone as far to say that they do exist in the same universe. It's just they their existences are separate because of, like, the the contract issues are complicated as far as uh, Netflix goes. So, I mean, even if they don't show them in the movie, do you think that, like, coming up they will give them – I don't know, even maybe have a Defenders special that takes place during – because, you know, if if war is – Oh,
0: yeah. Well, that I can see. That's – that's yeah. I mean, they'll have a storyline that that, you know – uh, not like almost like a battle of New York if it was contained now within that storyline. Right. right. Yeah. Cause
7: I don't, I don't see like a big battle taking place in New York with all these little creatures running around and not having like daredevil or the punisher or any of these people just like idly standing by and watching it happen without getting in there to fight.
0: Exactly. I, I agree with you on that. I think they would be, but I think there's going to be self-contained to a Disney streaming service end of it and not, be on the big screen and i think the same goes for agents of shield that that storyline arc would probably be portrayed onto the abc version of it and i don't think you'll end up seeing agent colson on the big screen it's my personal thoughts i hope otherwise because i really like agent colson but i i don't think he's he even he is a fit any longer for for the big screen version of the Avengers. But what I can tell you and I are both extremely excited for Marvel Avengers Infinity War. I I think the trailer just did everything it could. It hit on all the right notes and and definitely was a tremendous, tremendous way to boost excitement for the film coming next May. And I, I cannot wait to see it. And I know you can't either. What is everybody's thoughts on the newest trailer for Marvel Avengers Infinity War? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com. Also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and GameSource on Facebook and Twitter as well. We truly appreciate you hanging out with us for one more great action-packed episode that we've got lined up for you today. And this is the pcc multiverse
6: hey listener dutch here from voice from the underground the podcast my co-host and i want to invite you to check out our little corner of the podcast verse at voice from the underground we talk about all the crazy happening around us and try to make a little bit of sense out of the nonsense with little to no results If the idea of hearing three semi intelligent, outspoken nerds talk about politics, social issues, current events, sports, movies, pretty much anything that we decide to talk about, because, well, it's our show, appeals to you, grab your shovel and come on down to the underground and then consult a qualified psychotherapist. Find us wherever you get your podcasts, just not where you buy your weed.
5: Voice from the underground.
0: And we're back with another episode of the Cosmic Crossfire. Any comments?
6: Every every week, it seems to be some sort of different setup, some different segue. The intonation, it's always in the upper range. Just got to bring it back down to Earth for such a cosmic
0: discussion. Well, you know, I'm just trying to pep it up a bit. It is the Cosmic Crossfire. My name is Gerald Glass from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We thank you for listening And it wouldn't be a cosmic crossfire without the man, the myth, the legend behind all the great films that you can catch more information on or direct links to on robmccallumfilms.com. It is Rob McCallum. What's going on, my friend? Oh, just another day in paradise to uh, borrow a line
6: from your uh, playbook, if you will. Uh, that think, one
0: is uh, going way back, uh, probably well over a hundred episodes uh, with Game Source, and definitely uh, many with Pop Culture Cosmos.
6: Well, it was quite quite intentional. I
0: uh, I tell you
6: that for sure. Uh, life is good, man. Life is good. Just uh, kicking the tires, getting things going. A lot of freelance options. Still working with Digital Dreams Entertainment and the Mutant Football League guys. We're we're working on something for the big uh, console. Uh, release coming up so stay tuned for that of course lots of news for he-man and kitty is, isn't that far away and who knows what else in the works for rob mccallum films as gerald's left eyebrow raises involuntarily as i mentioned such things
0: who knows who knows who knows there's always a project stirring you just never know what might transpire that's true that's true indeed a lot of great stuff you don't w- definitely want to check it out on rob get all the latest updates or rob mccallum films on facebook as well so what pretel is on your mind when it comes to pop culture For the last 10 days or so marvel has said there's 20
6: more films that is set to come out after avengers 4 or at least on the development
0: slate they sure love that vanity fair i'll tell you what they they just will spill all the beans to them or ew at a moment's notice well they always get the cover don't they
6: Uh, And there's also rumor, yeah, there you go, the payola, not the paella, the payola. And there's uh, rumors that the Marvel Universe in those films might get more cosmic as they continue to roll out and maybe explore some of the characters that are less Terra-based. That's a fancy way of saying, not from Earth. My question to you is, with 20 more films and, you know, at least another decade, considering most of this started, what, 2007 was it with Iron Man? So, and we've had, what, what, 22 films since then? My question to you, with 20 more films for Marvel, regardless of the direction that they might go, regardless of who might be the, uh, the core characters of those, uh, those films, those temples, will Marvel's ongoing presence always be a blind source of optimism for DC films to exist? You know what uh, I mean? Like, with yeah. a constant output of Marvel films, will DC by proxy, always continue to make films as well, because if if Marvel, if Marvel can't be the only game in the town, so well, we might as well keep making films too.
0: I think DC Films is always going to take a stab at it. Warner Brothers, as long as it holds the rights to it, is just going to keep on throwing darts at a dartboard and seeing what sticks. Uh, yes, the answer definitely is, as long as Marvel's out there trying to still introduce new characters within the Marvel Cinematic Realm, and still keep that flowing for like you said another at, at least another 20 films and possibly another 10 11 12 years down the line uh, I don't I don't foresee DC not going about it. in fact we've how many times over the past year have you or I Josh or I or you know so many other you know podcasts and and news outlets reported on or talked about a various DC tangent as far as a film is concerned whether it's a spin-off whether it's uh anthology never. whether it's We've a, never discussed a, a it. prequel or whatnot it's all over the place so while marvel has 20 more that they're already for sure lining up dc might have like 50 more that they're trying to think up and maybe 10 or 15 of those will actually come to fruition
6: yeah i think the major difference is Well, two things. One, I don't think that, despite the number of characters that DC does have at their disposal, I don't think they're as uh, universal appealing past that core, you know, second tier of Justice League characters. So I worry about how well those will do when their core characters aren't doing that well, how much they get invested in there. And then by, like, the association property, if Marvel films start to tank either from severe industry waning and in, in superhero spandex burnout or because they just aren't picking the great characters to do the best kind of stories anymore and we're getting to the the C and D level heroes and the Marvel movies stop, does that mean the DC movies finally stop? So Marvel is always setting, you know, they're always the pace car?
0: I see it as the opposite uh, as far as if, if there should be a superhero fatigue or a marvel fatigue like you said because the characters don't adapt well to audiences i see dc at least in the short term if that should happen trying to pounce on that opportunity with a very well-known solid name you know from superman green lantern what have you something that people seem to really know and associate and try to try to you know jump on that but with marvel's history uh you know with already with characters that are not as well known i.e black panther i.e the guardians of the galaxy dr strange that are not as well known within the marvel cinematic universe to the general audiences out there and that they've struck gold with all three of them i wouldn't bet against it i mean captain marvel's coming up people are excited about that and and didn't even know Captain Marvel really at all before the movie was actually even mentioned. Well, I think I put Doctor Strange and Black
6: Panther on the same level as character importance as Iron Man. They're all B kind of characters, B title. Well, you put it to me, Thor. but
0: I'm telling you, Iron Man was more get, well known. I,
6: I, I get it, but he's not. He was never a traditional like character by Marvel in the forefront. It was always Captain America, Fantastic Four, X Men, Spider Man. Those were always like the flag bearers of everything that that was Marvel. Iron Man was definitely a tier below, which is why when it came out in 2008, for some of us that don't know, there was concern about whether it would perform well enough, whether they could turn that hero into a big enough character for people, because he wasn't all that popular in the mainstream in in the same way that their other characters were. I kind of wonder about characters like Namor. Is he popular enough? uh the Submariner, or is he more of a sea character, or someone like Pip the Troll? You know, is, is he big enough? Silver Surfer belongs to to Fox because he's part of the Fantastic Four line. Would he ever get his own film? So there are like characters that are just a little bit below the Iron Man scale that I just don't know if they would hold their own weight. But there's also time to create some new ones as well. I'm not sure we'll have to see how it goes and we'll we'll revisit this topic i'm sure between now and the next 10 years but for now i wonder what marvel and their success will dictate in terms of what dc can do or if dc is just doing their own thing regardless of Marvel. that will be the interesting thing to see
0: if you want to ask us some questions about today's cosmic crossfire no problem at all just send us an email popculturecosmos at yahoo.com also as well popculturecosmos Game source, Humanity Media, and Rob McCallum Films on Facebook. And then I think you have a Twitter as well. Yeah, it's at Rob McZob. I, I just wanted you to say that, Rob McZob, because I just, you know, that, that, that one was a cool Twitter handle. There you go. Thanks. All right. Well, that does it for this edition of the Cosmic Crossfire. Again, check out all the great stuff on RobMcCallumFilms.com. Rob, as always, my friend, it's been a pleasure having you as part of the pop culture cosmos and of course the cosmic crossfire as well
6: love it as always and we will tease viewers now by saying when we go off the air i get to pick your brain with something off the record your gears are turning already again i see him seeing you light up who knows if
0: we'll ever get to talk about it stay tuned to the
6: pcc to find out though
0: and as i always say the hamsters are definitely running around in the habit trail
7: Hi, this is Josh from Ghost Toasters, and you're listening to the Pop Culture Cosmos.
5: Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Ben, and this is the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast. On December 2, I'm launching season two called Living the Dream. In this season, I'll be sitting down with 15 successful barbecue entrepreneurs and discussing the highs and lows of making a living in the barbecue world, how they got to where they are, and how you can get there too. We even look at people who've leveraged massive Instagram followings into lucrative businesses and an internationally published author. You'd think after so many episodes, I'd have it down pat, but things still got weird. I've got a confession to make on the stick burner, and uh, I want to know. I can get some help.
0: And what's your plans for global... Sorry, mate. I've had a few beers.
5: Awesome. Well, I just want to say thanks so much for your time. You are a true gentleman of the game, and I have learned a ton in this interview, and I'm sure that all the listeners have too, so... Living the Dream goes live December 2, with the first three episodes dropping within minutes of each other. The next 12 episodes will be coming to you every Thursday for the next 12 weeks, so your newest summer addiction is here. I'll talk to you again soon. That's the Smoking Hot Confessions podcast,
0: available starting December 2nd on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, and smokinghotconfessions.com. And we're back with the PCC Multiverse. My name is Gerald Glassford from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. You know, if you haven't been able to get a chance to check out our shows on the podcast radio network, because we know that they've had issues for the past couple of weeks, and our thoughts are with John Sweeney Jr. and uh, obviously taking care of his his family issues, indeed. Our, our thoughts are with him and all the best to him and his family during this rough time. If for some reason in going forward in the future, you're not able to catch the show there, we've got a ton of places, including Apple Podcasts, Pod Chaser, the Tangibound Network, the ESO Network, Gunna Geek, Cast Crunch, our home site, popculturecosmos.wordpress.com, and so many others. If you ever need help trying to find our shows, just head on over to Pop Culture Cosmos on Facebook. We have a pin post detailing exactly everywhere we're at. Well, everywhere I know, anyways, but I'm sure there's probably a lot more places as well. Josh has got a great thing going on with Humanica Media. So tell me, Josh, what's going on within the wonderful world of Humanica Media?
7: We have uh, What About This is coming back this Saturday, finally. So. It's weird that the show, the show has been downloaded since their hiatus. It's been downloaded over 200 times, so it's kind of it's it feels it's cool to see that you guys are all still listening to this. Slowly catching up on topic episodes. I've fallen behind on that. I need to get back to a more consistent schedule. There's going to be a new inside sports up uh, either tonight or tomorrow, and for now, I think that's
1: that's it.
0: Well, check out everything going on with and Media on their Facebook page, their Twitter, or even their YouTube page as well. Also got a lot of great things going on. Most of their shows are on Podbean and, of course, on Apple Podcasts as well. So, Josh, Daisy Ridley in an interview, I believe with Rolling Stone, uh, I'll confirm that just to make sure while you're talking, recently said that after Star Wars 9, she is kaput when it comes to the Star Wars franchise. That kind of shocked a few people, especially after what we had talked about a few episodes ago, where Kathleen Kennedy, head of Lucasfilm, had said she was hoping for Ray and Finn's and, and Poe Dameron's story to be lasting a long time to come within the Star Wars universe. So when you hear Daisy Ridley make those comments, what does that tell you about maybe some things that she's not happy with, or do you think that maybe it's a case of not wanting to pigeonhole herself and become just known for being part of one movie franchise?
7: I have some interesting thoughts on Star Wars right now, and this might make me a little bit unpopular with people. Uh, So I've been going back and slowly watching, uh, you know, trying to, I don't remember the prequels. I saw them when I was a kid. So I've been trying to like catch up on all the Star Wars, get my story. Intact and
0: you're not missing much.
7: Yeah, no, I it's I got some thought We'll have to have an entire podcast for my thoughts on episode one and two so far I don't know man like Star Wars for its time was uh, it was a masterpiece it was a feat that had never been done before both in storytelling and filmmaking there are better movies out there like if I'm gonna sit there and marathon like a, a film saga I would probably much rather watch like 20 Marvel movies than 8 Star Wars movies. And it's not because I don't like them, it's just because there is more um, captivating stories out there in other movies. Star Wars is what they're they've already slated, you know, movies for the next 10-12 years probably and Star Wars is one of those things where it very possible that it's going to to outstay its welcome here soon. And, I, you know, I, I don't doubt that people are still going to go see them, but it's it's just one of those things that we might get burnt out on. As far as Daisy Ridley goes, I don't think she's dying. I just think that, you know, she's done her her three movies and she's on to better things. Like, this has gotten her noticed for a lot, you know. She's in the public eye. Same thing with, um, what's the guy's name that plays? Don uh, boyego Yeah, yeah, same thing with him. So... It would be smart for their career if if they kind of stepped away from the franchise for a bit before returning. And that's assuming that, you know, Lucasfilm wants to tell more stories. But from what I understand, they have an entirely new trilogy lined up. So it's it's just one of those things. Like, I I if I were in the movies, I wouldn't want to be a part of something that may or may not work. Whereas these new, the trilogy we're on now definitely is going to make money. So it, it's just... I, mean, I think she's being smart i think it's a good career decision and yeah you don't want to be forever known as the person who uh played in star wars essentially look at pierce brosnan after after his james bond run like that was all he was known for from that moment on. it took him so long to get back into movies that weren't playing that cast type
0: i guess it's similar to what mark hamill and what carrie fisher have went through in their lives because they were tied to one certain role. Harrison Ford, of course, was able to find success on the film medium in many more different roles and became one of the biggest box office action stars of the century. But for what the other two have been able to go through, Mark Hamill's one of the premier voice actors of the day, and Carrie Fisher, even though she had a lot of other great credits to her name those two could never get out of being known as Luke and Leia. So I, I can understand why Daisy would probably want to try and get rid of the role as soon as her contractual agreements are up. But that's kind of sad if that's the case, because it if she never returns to the role at all at any point in time down the road, it's kind of a shame because so many people are very affectionate towards her character and and really appreciate what she has done even in the one film that she's appeared in so far they really have stood behind her and really a, a lot of young kids look up to her as far as her role and her importance within the Star Wars universe and also as a pop culture icon so it's kind of a shame that we won't see, be able to see her talents beyond Star Wars nine at least for now at least well, that's what we're being told so but we understand why she's doing it It's because she wants to be an actress first and be known for a complete body of work as opposed to being just stymied by one particular role in her life. What are right. your thoughts on Daisy? Oh, go ahead. Oh, sorry. Just real quick. Like
7: I heard, yeah. And her, what we, you know, they have a, a certain level of connection to their fans and you know, I don't doubt that we will see her return in some form or fashion. They're not going to kill her because they said all the articles are specifying she's gone for now. So that means that they're probably, you know, she's still going to be existing out there, much like Mace Windu and Jar Jar Binks. But, uh, you know, if, if anything, like the the news about Harry Potter.
0: <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm not even going to I'm not going to say why. I think that's so funny. But I think everybody out there gets the idea when you associate Jar Jar Bates. (laughs) Mace Windu Windu got flown out of a window and and got his hand cut off. So I'm not sure that's... We
7: never saw the body. For all we know, (laughs) Coruscant is just an endless planet. You see how many endless pits they have? He could have just fallen out the other side for all we know.
0: All right, all right. But Jar Jar Bates, (laughs) that that was cold. (laughs) But continue, I'm sorry, sorry.
7: Um, no, anyways, the point I was trying to make is if if news of the Harry Potter stars coming back for another uh, three films after the Fantastic Beasts franchise is over proves anything, I think that it shows that if actors have enough loyalty to their fans, that they do hear them and they will come back eventually to answer that
0: call. What are your thoughts on Daisy Ridley possibly leaving after Star Wars 9, do you think it's too soon for her to do so? Would you like to see her return at some point? Are you sad that she's going to be leaving altogether? Or would you like her to stay consistently and be a part of the Star Wars realm? Share us your thoughts, popculturecosmos at yahoo.com, also as well, popculturecosmos, Humanica Media, and Gamesource on Facebook and Twitter as well.
1: Okay,
6: let's talk about the flopcast.
5: Where every week we drink a lot of coffee and we talk about comic books, movies, conventions, music, Saturday morning cartoons. Oh, don't
7: forget the coffee.
5: Lots of weird obscure pop culture stuff from the 70s and 80s
7: and chickens. Yeah,
2: chickens.
5: This will be the stupidest half hour of your week.
2: We guarantee it.
5: You can find us on the ESO network
2: and Flopcast.net.
5: And we're back with the show. This is Gerald Glassford from
1: Pop
0: Culture Cosmos and GameSource. We truly appreciate you being part of the broadcast here today. And I'll tell you what, we haven't been able to to catch up with this very busy individual for quite some time. But we've wanted to uh, finally track him down. You know, we wanted to talk a little bit more about the uh, the event recently that he attended the unrivaled board gaming tournament here in Las Vegas. Wanted to get his thoughts on that. Who better to break down everything that's going on in the board gaming world than my good friend? He is the man of myth, the legend
1: behind
0: Mario Party Wars. It's Salvador Villa. I was going to say just Sal because I always (laughs) find Sal and whatnot, but it's Salvador Villa. What's going on, my friend?
1: I'm
8: doing good, Gerald. How are you?
0: Good, good, good. Because I'm like, Sal, 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 Sal. Salvador. But anyways, I know you recently attended the Unrival event here in Las Vegas. You got a behind-the-scenes look uh, as a member of the press. So just share briefly your thoughts on the event itself and what that can do for board gaming going forward
8: for those of you who don't know unrivaled is in this case it was the finals so it was a tabletop tournament various states from different stores got to host different tournaments for the games that were being hosted it was munchkin nevermore epic spell wars villagers and villains king of tokyo and ascension and for each of those games, uh, players got to compete at their local tabletop stores that were hosting the events. And if you won, you actually got a chance to come here to Vegas, where the finals were held. And yeah, they 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 did a phenomenal job with the finals here for Unrivaled. Well, first off, they got Will Wheaton, so that's that was an incredible thing right there because he's one of the main people behind what helped kind of expand tabletop gaming what it was um when he first created with felicia day uh, the tabletop series on geek and sundry and so that that was a big, big big thing just seeing such an influential person within the tabletop scene getting to come as a special guest to host and just start things off for the event and then overall they did a really nice job with the presentations like I guess you could say like first off the venue was awesome i did enjoy that it was at bally's that was a great venue to to actually uh do this kind of tournament style of for tabletop gaming uh because it had plenty of space and there was a lot there to go they had like plenty of judges they they knew like the specific formats for the tournaments themselves there were hundreds and hundreds of people that were there i and like overall the community that was there that actually got the chance to go was just like amazing like i didn't have any issues with anyone that i met and not to mention that there's been there were a lot of support from the tabletop industry as a whole there were a variety of different vendors uh yellow games blue and orange smirk and dagger there were quite a few others but overall that was a really great thing to see i had never heard of tabletop gaming done in a tournament aspect, and that's what I really enjoyed. It's like, wow, so you could actually compete in board games now, and this is like the first of its kind. There's never really been anything like this. It's like its own kind of eSports comparison for video games. And overall, I think it's a it was a great event, and I definitely look forward to see what else they have to offer in the future for this because it could be like the new trend for tabletop gaming as a whole.
0: I couldn't agree with you more. It sounds like it was something that was very important to the tabletop gaming scene, and that you're right, it could become really a part of the eSports culture as far as tabletop gaming competitions are concerned. So that's, that's great news indeed, the Unrivaled event. You want to also check out, just Google Unrivaled Tabletop Gaming Tournament, and it comes right up as far as their website more information for next year's tournament how to become involved and and all the great games and partners that they have there so you want to definitely check that out indeed so once again that's salvador via from mario party wars you want to check out his awesome group page mario party wars on facebook and you want to check out not only all the great things that they're doing here in the las vegas community but their devotion to mario party uh, as a whole geek culture and also check out their awesome twitch channel mario party wars on twitch they're a great community they enjoy board games they enjoy mario party and they enjoy just having a great time indeed so sal as always it's just truly a pleasure having you on the show providing all of these great holiday gift ideas and i hope you and everyone at mario party wars has truly a tremendous holiday season
8: I appreciate the kind words, Gerald, and uh, the same to you as well.
0: Awesome, indeed. Once again, Salvador Villa from Mario Party Wars. Check out their group page today on Facebook and also their awesome Twitch channel.
6: If you're tired of sifting through flea markets for rare and unique games, we can help. Retro City Games in Henderson, Nevada, only five minutes from the Las Vegas Strip, has all your favorite gaming staples, classics, and a wide selection of rare games with new stuff always appearing on our shelves.
0: I heard the whistle, so it must be time again for Tyler Baker to preview another great weekend in the NFL. He's the man, the myth, the legend behind the Fantasy Football Pater podcast. I'll tell you what, Tyler, it's great having you again here on the PCC Multiverse. We're back again. My name is Gerald Glass from Pop Culture Cosmos and Game Source. This weekend is a do or die or many fantasy football teams. Yes, it is.
2: But I'm in three. If I win, I'm in. So yeah, in three of my leagues, it's you're trying. You're just trying to make the best decision that you can. And so you have to be informed, and you really have to, you know, how much of a risk do I want to take? Looking at upside and floors of some of these guys. So yeah, for a lot of people, it's it's make or break right now. And go to the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast Facebook group. Get your questions on there, and uh, we'll do the best we can to uh, give you some direction if you need it.
0: Second best record overall out of the 10 nice. teams, whatnot. So nice. I think I'm pretty good, even if I'm not going to have the greatest weekend in the world. So I think I'm still in. So I'm definitely looking forward to the fantasy football playoffs. I think I got a solid team. Thanks to your guidance and the staff from fantasy football Pater podcast. Mm-hmm.
2: No, you get to take all the credit for you. No, no, you take all the the credit. We just Uh, we just give a little advice and help keep I I I help people keep informed. Uh, I have a super short podcast to let you know what's going on. I'm watching all these practice reports and everything. It's just about making good decisions. And you
0: made those decisions. Your guidance actually gave me that, that winning edge.
2: Yeah. Well, let's keep rolling with it. Let's get a championship out of it.
0: And you can keep on rolling indeed, not only with the fantasy football Pater podcast Facebook group, but also as well the Fantasy Football Pater Podcast, which actually drops on every Tuesday and Saturday. So you can get the edge for your fantasy football team. You want to check it out today on Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, SoundCloud, Overcast.fm, and player.fm, not to mention anything that takes in Apple Podcasts. So mm-hmm. you got one of those uh, other apps out there, definitely you'll pick up There's our a lot. show. And his show indeed. So we got a great weekend in the NFL coming uh-huh. up. Uh huh. I think it all starts off with Minnesota and Atlanta as far Ooh. as a great offensive show.
2: Yeah, that's going to be a good one. Now there are three teams that are poised to make the playoffs from the NFC South. You have the eight and three Carolina Panthers are going to play. At New Orleans, who is also eight and three, so that could be a really important as to who actually wins that division. But in third place in that division is Atlanta at seven and four. Now that's a really good record for the NFC, and uh, they face Minnesota. That's going to be that's going to be a tough matchup. But Atlanta has been playing really well lately, and it looks like they're going to get Devonta Freeman back, which is really good news for fantasy players, including you, because I know he's on your team. He practiced in full today. He is ready to go. And so I think it's very safe to assume that he is going to play this weekend. And I don't think he's going to have any limitations because he had plenty of time off. He's got all those concussion things out of the way. He is ready to go. Jameis Winston will be back. Also, Sterling Shepard is practicing in full this week. Uh, so that's good to see him back. He had some migraines. It looks like he's got those issues figured out. Now, the running game in Green Bay. Ty Montgomery is going to be out again. Jamal Williams has been filling in the rookie. He's been doing really well. I mean, he's been putting putting up solid numbers, but it looks like Aaron Jones, he had a limited practice today that th- that's their other rookie running back. He is trying to get on the field this week. They're trying to bring him along. So if you've been writing Jamal Williams the past couple of weeks, uh, watch the practice reports. Aaron Jones could be playing this weekend, and That could diminish his role just a little bit. Also Greg Olson finally got off of IR, got into a game last week, played, I think 27 snaps, maybe 23 snaps re-injured that foot. They did x-rays on it. There was no damage, but he did re-injure it. He did not practice today. Now that could have just been trying to get him ready for the big divisional game this weekend against New Orleans. So we're going to watch Friday's practice report pretty closely to see if Greg Olson practices. If not, I think it'll be a game time decision. He still could play, but we'll just have to see about that. There are a couple matchups that I like this week. As far as like individual fantasy players, I really like Cooper Cup this week. Robert Woods is not practicing, doesn't look like he's gonna play, and they have Arizona. And Sammy Watkins is going to draw Patrick Peterson. So if you have Sammy Watkins, you might not want to play him this week. He he is gonna face Patrick Peterson, but I think Cooper Cup could have a big game this week. And then also Kenyon Drake is in Miami he looks like he's going to get a start going to get a full workload this week so he could be a sneaky guy to play and we get Josh Gordon back this week now that that's the wide receiver for the Cleveland Browns that hasn't played since 2014 when he did play he was spectacular Hugh Jackson this week has said that he wants to play him play him a lot I think that's just a coach saying things that coaches say, but Josh Gordon is going to be on the field and we're going to be able to see what he looks like. So if you have Gordon, I think it'd be a little risky to play him this week, but this week is going to give us a really good look at who he is as a receiver because we haven't seen him in so long, but that'll be an exciting game to watch just to see Josh Gordon back on a football field again.
0: Definitely a lot of information flowing. But you will have a major update upon that even more in your Saturday podcast on yes. the Fantasy Football Pager podcast coming up this Saturday on Apple Podcasts, Lipson, SoundCloud, also Player.fm, and Overcast.fm. All of them. <laughs> all, of yes, them. <laughs> all of them, all of them. But yes, you'll have an update on those if he, like you said, Greg Olson, you'll have an update yeah. on him, I'm sure, and then so many other players that are on the injury report whether or not they're going to be able to play because like you said this is a make or break weekend Mm -hmm. for a lot of potential playoff teams and a lot of teams that if they don't make the right move they're going to be Mm -hmm. out for the season so
2: yeah so i'm going to be watching the practice reports on friday going to be Combing over everything, and uh, Saturday's podcast uh, is a really good one to listen to because it'll help you prepare to set your lineup. Because the Friday practice report really gives you a very good indication as to who's going to play and even what role they're going to play going into Sunday's game. So Saturday's podcast is a good one to listen to, and of course, you can get on the Facebook discussion group is a really good place to ask questions and you'll get some good input. And let's win championships.
0: For all your latest information, Fantasy Football Pater Podcast, you can just go right there on Facebook, talk to the group, your questions get answered on a line any lineup changes or any still potential waiver wire pickups you can make that might make a change in your fantasy football team because I'm telling you, this mm-hmm. is it for this those teams it. that are like right on the cut line. This is the week to make a move
2: every week from here on out is just so important because once you get to the playoffs, you can have a bad, like it's happened to me where I've gone to the playoffs with just a monster team, just crushing people, hurting people's feelings with how bad I beat them. And then you get into the playoffs and, you know, guys, guys have a bad week sometimes. So you just want to go into these next couple of weeks, just making the best decisions that you can. But winning in fantasy football is about making informed decisions and minimizing your risks.
0: Once again, it is Tyler Baker from the Fantasy Football Patriot Podcast. Another episode drops this Saturday. Also other episodes drop on Tuesday as well, but you want to check it out on Apple Podcasts, Libsyn, overcast.fm, player.fm, and SoundCloud. And don't forget, you can also ask your fantasy football questions at the Fantasy Football Patriot Podcast Facebook group. Tyler, it's just been another tremendous week that you've been able to preview for us and gave us all that great information. I cannot thank you enough for being part of the PCC Multiverse and dropping all that football knowledge.
2: (laughs) Well, thank you guys for keeping me up to date on all things pop culture, man. I love the show. It's great to be on
0: it always great having you a part of the pop culture cosmos with the latest reviews and opinions on everything pop culture head on over to our brand new site www.popculturecosmos.wordpress.com and we're back to close out the show this is the pcc multiverse my name is gerald glassford from pop culture cosmos and game source and we truly appreciate you hanging out with us still and josh It's December, that time of the year again, a lot of films out there are really, really starting to get that hype train going, get that Oscar buzz flowing. And there's gonna be a lot of films now that are vying for that space to get known and recognized for possible Oscar glory next year. So I ask you, Josh, there are a lot of films out there that are trying to vie for the space. And some of them are coming out this weekend including uh, in limited release, The Disaster Artist, Lady Bird, Three Billboards Outside Ebbing, Missouri. So I ask you, Josh, all these are, have got that Oscar buzz type talk for one reason or another, including Lady Bird, which is now the highest rated film of all time on Rotten Tomatoes. Is there certain films that you're looking forward to possibly seeing that people should be on the lookout for? Or do you think that all these films, maybe you're just a lot of talk, they'll get some nominations, but in the end, it'll go to a bigger name that you and I may have seen this year.
7: Personally, I would like to see, um, what was it? It was The Shape of Water get something because Guillermo del Toro has done You know, he he hasn't gotten as much recognition as he deserves in the the industry. He's known for creature effects, and yeah, I think he won something for Hellboy 2, right, or he was nominated for something as far as uh, creature makeup and effects go or something like that, but, you know, as far as, like, pure storytelling goes, I think he's he's overdue for something. You know, as far as the other ones, I I do want to see Lady Bird, I do want to see Disaster Artist, but you know, as far as, like, these movies go that are all being nominated for stuff, I'm, I'm very weary of them because, you know, I went to go see, last year I saw Manchester by the Sea, and that was, you know, it was a decent movie, but it was nothing what I expected it to be. It was nothing what everybody was, like, what people were describing it, or maybe I didn't see the same things in it, so that's kind of my problem with these films that are all being nominated, is that everyone's going to see them, and they're talking about these big you know, whether it's like a social theme or an emotional something going on. And then I go and watch them and I don't see any of that.
0: Well, you know, you and I both had some concerns. You primarily with The Arrival, which also got a lot of Oscar buzz, a nomination. And I thought it was eh, all right, but not, But I didn't think it was, it was super great. And then you really just did not like the film at all. And you had no idea why people were loving it so much. I know that that's probably one that stuck out. But what I'm concerned is when you have all these films that are coming out now, and I'm sure all of them are great in their own right. And hopefully, I will get a chance to see The Shape of Water, Lady Bird, The Disaster Artist, Tribes of Palos Verdes, you know, all those those up and comers that are going to try and get all that Oscar buzz. But does it take away from the Dunkirk? Does it take away from the Get Out, as far as from earlier this year, that a lot of people really, really like as well? Or does it even take away from something that both you and I think is a leading contender for the film of the year at this point in time, Blade Runner 2049?
7: That's why I've never really cared that much about movies when it comes to award season because the ones that, that should win awards don't and the ones that shouldn't win awards always do. So it's kind of where I stand on the subject.
0: Well, I still want to get a chance to take a look at some of these movies that, again, will be coming out there in limited form. Some of them are coming simultaneously on streaming home videos. So if you get a chance, at least decide if these films are really, really as great as the talk is out there from critics and also the Oscar buzz out there. So check out when you get a chance. And I know they're limited release, and I know everybody wants to see The Last Jedi and maybe some more movies like Jumanji and, and the other stuff. But if you get a chance, check out The Disaster Artist. Lady Bird, The Shape of Water, Tribes of Palos Verdes. And let us know at popculturecosmos at yahoo.com if these films are worthy to match up to some of the films that have really scored well with critics earlier this year, like Get Out, Blade Runner 2049, Dunkirk, and others. So definitely want to hear your thoughts on that. Also as well, you can let us know at Pop Culture Cosmos, Humanity Media, and Game Source on Facebook and Twitter as well. So, for Josh Peterson, this is Gerald Glassford. It's another beautiful day in paradise right here in the PCC multiverse. We thank you for listening, and here's hoping you have yourself
1: a great day.
2: This has been a broadcast of the ESO Network, your station for all things geek.
0: Classic,
5: current, and beyond. Be part of the crew at ESONetwork.com. Tangent Bound Network. Let your voice be heard. TangentBoundNetwork.com.
7: Thanks so much for downloading the Pop Culture Cosmos as a special treat.
2: We're adding a bonus episode which starts right now. So sit back and relax as you enjoy more awesome goodness in the Pop Culture Cosmos
5: family. And stay tuned as more great podcasts are on the way. Thanks again for listening to us here at the Pop Culture Cosmos. Super. Super.
1: Super. Super.
9: Oh wait, is that how you wanted to start this thing? <laughs> okay, well, that sounds right. Guys, welcome to Super Super Super, super. BS. Yes.
1: Hell yeah! <laughs>
9: what? We're doing a uh, a cappella James Horner openings now, so welcome. We're doing more of a Hans Zimmer opening. Oh,
7: okay. <laughs>
9: okay.
7: <laughs> this is actually a podcast within a podcast. Wow. Uh, where's my totem? Where's my totem? Where's my totem? Where's my totem? <laughs>
9: Guys, welcome to the 32nd annual episode of Yay! Super Bss. And Buss. I will be your your host. Your... It's actually
3: Superbs. Superbs. superbs is
9: yes. that, Superb. That's, Search that's the Search on correct. Google, Superbs. We've been saying it wrong for a long time. Will there ever
7: be another episode 32? There will.
9: Yeah. There will be one next week. All right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm afraid so. We're just every
3: now that we've hit 32, every episode can be 32 because it'll be our 32nd episode after Whoa. our first episode.
9: We've peaked, so we're just gonna that's, that's Stay it. at 32. That's it. It's like hitting the level cap in Skyrim. There you go. 32.
4: Which is, which is 32. Everybody knows. It's yeah. like yeah. my grandma's Duh.
9: age. Guys, I feel like we're really just beating around the bush and dodging what we really want to talk about tonight, and that is, well, actually, I don't even know what it is. Uh, what we played. Net neutrality. What is a neutral a, tea? Neutral, net, neutral
3: tea? Is tea that you don't know whether it's black or green.
9: Okay, so it's just kind of like in the middle. So it's it's sure. healthy,
3: but it tastes yeah. good with cream. And but it's easy to look at. Net
4: neutrality, st- as everybody knows, is a terrible thing, and
9: we want to end it. And that's why we are. Well, you're to giving us all an opinion on something I don't even know what it is. I don't yeah. think you
4: need to know. Yeah, everybody who's there. listening, uh, you're out of order. Uh, <laughs> there, you're going Hughes. to the stocks.
9: <laughs> Right, Eric? Is yeah. That, is that the so, truth? yeah no, Donna.
1: Donna. Right. I'm so sorry, Donna. I want don't say my name. <laughs> I want
4: a king of the internet, okay? I'm sick of this neutral internet. Can a, yeah. can okay. a
9: white knight please just tell me what net neutrality is? Um, it's racist. So
3: net neutrality is something that, that exists oh, now. white knight, okay. That uh, the Trump-appointed head of the FCC is trying to gut.
1: What's that don't,
4: guy's name? Abe something, too? It's called... Yeah, it's called he doesn't have a gender. He is. That's how net um,
3: neutrality he is. No, I forget his name. I think his last name's Pi. Yeah. He's Indian yeah, yeah, or something. A Jai um,
9: Pi or a Thai Pi. I, I have I have the world at my fingertips here, y'all. Nah, no, it doesn't exist. So okay. anyways, what does he say about it? You have, your, you have
3: the world at your fingertips for now, but for soon now. it will cost oh, yeah. you. Yeah. Explain it. Okay. Yeah, let's hear it. So basically, net the gutting of net neutrality, what it does is it backs off government regulation on the on the uh isp you know i uh isps oh the internet governing so that's that's been happening pretty much since the internet existed and really started happening in the george w bush era but was legislated during the obama era which is why a lot of conservatives think that it's just bad because they just hate obama right um but what Thinks it Obama. actually what it actually means if it gets gutted is it means that ISPs can do whatever they want. So what what it will do like in co- in countries like Portugal, mm-hmm. when you buy internet or like phone service, you have packages depending on what you want to use. So if you want to use Netflix, that's an extra charge. If you want to use oh. social media, that's another extra charge. So what they're afraid of is that, um, what people are afraid of is that basically now it'll be like when cable companies could charge you whatever they wanted oh, gotcha. and when they could say like oh if you want hbo you also have to buy stars and cinemax or something like right. that and so that's basically what's going to happen and especially for video gamers it could be it could be could be terrifying because they could charge extra internet. And this is just the internet companies, let alone yeah. like the fees oh, you pay to Netflix. Weird. So this is like your phone company, whoever does your internet, they could also say like, okay, if you want to use Xbox Live, it's going to be an extra $10 if you want to oh use this. Gosh. So imagine, imagine a scenario where you use your you use an xbox you subscribe to xbox live which is mm-hmm. reasonably 60 bucks a year which all
4: of us
9: pay <laughs> uh i actually <laughs> have an announcement about my uh gold status tonight but i'm saving we'll it save oh, yeah. that it's the highlight of the episode yeah. <laughs> all, right. all right um
3: so imagine this scenario where your, if you want to use your Xbox on the internet, that costs you an extra 10 bucks on your internet. Then if you want to use Netflix, your internet provider also charges like a Netflix right. streaming app fee. Okay. So that's an extra, like, you know, that's...
9: But, and, the, but the idea, though, behind it, like Trump's sort of rationale for doing this is to promote competition because there's a lot of criticism on that space is that Um, is that the is is he for it or i don't i don't think it's like it's something he
4: uh like put in place but i don't think he's said anything about it
9: but why would his okay i'm just saying like the whole point of his cabinet is to like increase economic growth and like stimulate the economy and things like that and one of the ways to do that is to promote um, so the, competition so and this doesn't exist in this space currently as it, you it, know, there's it, four companies Yeah, and each company has a dominion over every area like you can only get high-speed internet from one company in certain yeah. areas That you live
3: exactly in. but see that's the thing so if that's the if that's the case then that company basically can do whatever they want. Because there's a lot of areas, too. So there's a lot of areas where you can you can get multiple services. There's just one that's better. But there's a lot of like rural areas where they literally have only one option. And well, some
4: apartment where complexes. Live, yeah, where I live, it's just uh, Spectrum. Because yeah. they have so, they have no so contracts.
9: So yeah.
3: in places like that, they can charge you whatever you, they want. Because it, the, the, it's no longer where? relegated. But here's the, here's the other thing they can do. They can also throttle internet speeds. Well, that's, um, the,
7: good, that's the whole point of that, this, right? Wait, what are you going to say, Josh? Wait, is that kind of like so usually like when my neighbor we all have Spectrum where I yeah, live and Time like Warner Cable, yeah. usually when a neighbor calls and says their internet's not working, the guy comes out and he does something and then somebody else's internet goes out. Is that kind of what you're talking about? Like No, Fuck. what I meant is <laughs> that they can
3: they can choose like They can basically say like oh if you want fast speed it's going to be this much more there's no there'll be no more regulations on what they can and can't
9: do because that currently exists right where there's a cap on the speed of the internet the cap of the
3: speed i think is is the same i don't remember if that's government regulated because the cap because like in a country it is in a i don't know about speed caps because i know that they could they could slow the internet down why would they regulate speed though because so for example um there's a story i forget which company did this but, the, but something that a company could do, for example, is like they could censor, they could also censor what websites you have access to. So if yeah, you, oh, what is this, China?
9: That's, yeah. So that's so, actually kind and of... What
3: they, but what they can do and have already done is like companies... Sorry, Chinese listeners, so sorry. Um, okay, continue. Here. Is that uh, companies can do things like if you, you know, if you access, if you go to a news website or if you go to like a torrent website or something like that that they don't like, oh, they can slow that down for you. That's sick, um, oh, okay. and they and they've already and like we talked about before we started, it's it's the same thing like when AT and T uh, said like told Apple that they can't allow Skype on their phones, right? right. Um, because it's a competing thing.
4: Yeah, it's one of the things that makes me nervous, and I know it's not exactly corporate based, but makes me think it's it could move towards like government regulation is. In China, that's exactly how it works. The government controls which sites people can view and which they can't. And yeah, right now it's just talking about like raising all of our um, all of our costs, which I think you said is similar to what they did in Portugal or what they have in Portugal. They don't
3: have net neutrality in Portugal. So. Yeah, so
4: they, they have to pay more, like you said, for like package deals. But the thing that worries me even more is this just leads to like a, a possibility in the future where it's like, oh, they don't like this anymore. Well, you can't see this. You know, right, and it's like, yeah, it,
3: because since they're corporations, they do have special interests that are involved with yeah. things. So it's like lobbyists, yeah, and yeah. So like they'll there's... say, like, oh, we don't want you to see this website, so if you have our service, you can't, or you know, they can they can slow you down on certain things. And, again, charge you like like we were talking about. If you want to download games, you can't, or you have if you want to, you have to pay exorbitant amounts. Yeah. Of so
7: that that kind of brings me to another point of interest, though. Like, do you? This is in a way this could be like cuz most uh, internet providers are cable providers also so it's kind of like their last chance at staying inside the cable market because so, if they charge more for like streaming sure. services people aren't going to want to use them anymore so an interesting oh, yeah
3: and that's the thing is it's it's that that could be an interesting thing if if all this if the worst happens if everyone just kind of like revolted and decided they didn't need less cuz right now i think most people would consider would no longer consider the internet a commodity but a necessity because everything is running and see that's where that's why it's problematic because companies know that that people need it and that eventually they will give in because they need it um i'm also a
4: little bit concerned just for the sake of uh of like you've got this you've got this program right where they do every single thing they want and they've got all this other stuff and how long does it last till, like, we just get rid of, like, all of these rules against uh, monopolies and all the other problems? Because I feel like this is totally leading towards, like, just more corporation-owned stuff. But anyway, sorry. This that's is like a, a heat. I don't yeah. know.
9: I don't think that's we're anywhere near that because the government is extremely active and persistent on enforcing those types of laws. They do it all the time with the medical industry. Um, I don't think they do it enough in... Um, This sort of market but as of right now the DOJ is trying to block a huge acquisition between AT&T and Time Warner So in this direct space they have a they have an interest and they have a stake in it.
3: I wonder what is what is what do they do in Europe where they have like where they can download like sixty-four gigs in one half second. Oh, and that's and they actually, can do whatever they want.
9: That
4: I don't even know. <laughs> but that brought me up to the thing I meant to be talking about is like the bandwidth caps too. Yeah. So we're moving on this thing where not all your companies can be able to do whatever they want in terms of what you can visit and what you have to pay extra for, but a lot of places already in San Francisco and such, they have bandwidth caps where they can only download a
3: terabyte each month.
7: What's so, the point, though? Like, why? I'm talking
3: about the download speeds. I well, mean, well, download in, speeds too, in, We also are same, a little bit behind in that thing, too. Though. Like, what We're, is it? But yeah. but we aren't behind in that. We're not allowed to use it. Is why, what it why, is. Why though? We're talking about like fiber and stuff. As in, well, no, because I don't know. Fiber's um, new-ish, right? Like Europe doesn't. I don't know what Europe has that's really fast, but they they don't have the bandwidth caps that we have. And I remember being uh, like, I remember being in like a computer sociology class, and the guy, the teacher, was saying that. Like the, the existence of like insane, like internet speeds is already in the U S the government just, or the right. government well, and the companies just don't let you use it.
4: Yeah. In 2010, they came to where we, like where my parents live and asked, Hey, do you want us to install, install fiber wire, which was like, was mm-hmm. fiber optic cables or something, mm-hmm. which is supposed to increase it to, at that time it was a hundred megabytes per second, which was insane. This was 2010, 2011. But even uh, but then never, in Europe,
3: they had already faster than that.
4: But, I mean, they weren't. They never got that. My parents yeah. get still 10 megabytes per second or 15. Yeah. But anyways, we could probably talk about this for Oh, are you moderating years.
9: the show, Brian? Yeah. I, I hey, thought I hey. was
7: moderating the show. Yeah. We have, oh. What's going on? You were demoted from host status. I know. I'm okay. sorry. They locked me in a closet. Okay. Um, so...
9: Can we just turn Brian's mic off? Yeah. yeah just leave it a sure. quiet. Do that real quick? Okay, thanks.
1: Guys. Cool. Please, we guys, don't stop talking!
3: <laughs> anyway, it's an interesting, it's an interesting thing. It, it has a lot of bad implications. There, The idea that it will drive competition, uh, I guess all that you really have to look at or decide is if you think that that's even possible because it makes sense on paper. Yeah. But is that ever what happens when things go this way? I think things yeah. will
9: get way worse before they get better, if at all. Yeah. I think things will get worse for a while and then there will be huge blowback and fallout. Anyways, I I'm so glad you cleared that up for me because I thought net neutrality was like a political thing. It's not at and all. And I thought, no, and no, that's please. why I was asking all those prelim questions like, do we really want to talk about this? Like, da da It's okay. It's I guess not it's political. theoretically political, but no. it's yeah. that's that's what I you, But I meant like, like PC, totally 4chan y. Yeah, yeah. Politicians have whatever. no interest oh, I in I love
4: 4chan, and that's why I'm going to
9: subscribe for the extra I'm actually 20 never a month. I'm actually I'm, downvoting that. I'm never not on 4chan. Well, I mean, you're going to have to pay your extra 20 a month to get there. That's cool, man. I'm so down. Anyways. Few house sweeping items, as Brian likes to call them. House
4: cleaning. House
9: cleaning. You need you need to sweep to clean, though. So house mopping items. Real quick, guys. We uh, we love our listeners. We we really would love to hear from you. So if you could rate but and review we the show. Can't hear that's well, the problem. We'll read. Can we read from you? That would be great. Actually, to read from you. Though. We read your stuff aloud. So does that work? Yeah, okay. that does. Okay, great. It's allowed. Okay. Oh, nice, good one. Um, so please rate and review the show. Please hit us up on jamail superbscast at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook, and that'd be great. So please do that. We'd love to read your your content, your questions. Actually, if you have questions for us, we'd love to answer them on the show. So please do that.
4: I heard we had two reviews. Oh Are you sure.
9: Should we should we, we hit can, up we our can reviews? We do that oh. or now.
4: I'm just curious oh, about yeah, those sure. review corners. Since,
9: uh, nice. Yeah. Now that we're on the topic, let's let's bust this crank crank bank open. Yeah okay um,
4: but yeah uh real quick while we're waiting for that justice league was actually a lot of fun i watched it today
9: oh yeah so interesting and topical and it was very topical thanks when I
7: brian that. josh did you watch yeah no i saw it last i saw it a couple weeks ago uh before thanksgiving it was i i see why people didn't like it but also like i wasn't expecting like a deep emotional story i just was expecting an ensemble film it's the best dc film it, i've seen yeah no Whoa. for sure like it's better than the second batman
9: oh no, first no no came the,
4: out? i'm sorry i should say it's the best dc film out of like man of steel batman v superman and wonder woman
3: the best so. DC, okay the best dcu film yeah dc extended
7: okay, okay so it's not like a huge you know compliment okay. yeah it's, it gotcha. catered to dc fans like it was like if you were one of those people who were like uh you know you're a casual viewer like you'll You'll either like it or you're, or you'll hate it. But like DC fans, like comic book fans, everyone I talked to really liked it. Oh, really? I thought it was a lot of fun. Like to be honest, like I, I thought Wonder Woman was casual good, fan.
9: But, was but um, what are those boyos? Are you gonna let me uh, moderate the show, Brian?
4: I'm not. I'm gonna keep. It's your moderating. second strike.
9: I will strike you out. Okay, this is from someone we don't know, named Davy Davey284... Two Eight Four. 284928194829. <laughs> this, <guy's not> looking <laughs> <idiot>. this guy sounds like an idiot. Dumbass. Uh, great dumbass. show. Exclusive interviews. Check this one out. These guys are super knowledgeable and fun to listen to. Highly recommend the show to all gamers. The best thing about this show are the exclusive interviews they somehow get. So, special shout out to Brink Bank who gets special those Special
3: shout out to exclusive interviews twice by that review. Hooray! Yes!
1: Ooh. What he
9: actually
3: means is non-inclusive interviews. Non-inclusive. We try to exclude <laughs> everyone with our interviews. We keep
9: all the video game publishers and designers just like at, you know. They're and trying we also to
7: try to ex-
3: exclude our listeners as well. They actually we want on. to interview us. <laughs> we don't want you to comprehend what's going on.
4: We're the uh, most exclusive. That in
3: was five stars. So
4: thank you, wanna, you, Davey.
3: If you want to get the government in here for some kind of interview neutrality yeah. act,
9: you just, know, shut, up, just shut up. Just shut up. <laughs> we'll, we'll exclude you. Uh, okay, this next interview or this next exclusive um, review is from Haunted Exclusive. <laughs> <laughs> it's from, exclusive. from Haunted Tree. Title is Love the Show. These guys really know what's up with the game scene. Highly recommend to any level of game lover. <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm a, I'm
4: a level of game lover right
9: here, so I agree with that. What level are you? I'm a high level of game okay. lover. High level? High level of game lover. 12. That's Twelve. great.
3: I'm level one, but I've cycled back. I've maxed Is my level prestige, so many are, times. Are you, <laughs> third, yeah, your third my game are you doing a pacifist playthrough of, of Love? Yeah, pacifist. Pass fists. Pass, fist.
9: pass these fists. Oh, yeah. Okay, so, Brank Bank, um, would you tell me what games you've been playing? Oh, yeah.
4: I'm going to save one of the games for old Donna to tell us about, but I've been playing a couple. I've been playing Assassin's Creed Origins, though. I don't know if anyone else has been playing that here. That is a lot of fun. Like, I'm kind of, I kind of went like, oh, it's okay to, oh, it's more fun to,
9: like, I wish I was home playing it right now. I'm really excited for when the load times become too long for you yeah. and it's now no fun at all and then you just stop playing entirely i'll well, get an xbox one x at that time and lord <laughs> I'm, I'm
3: really excited for a really fast-paced quest that then takes 10 minutes and is a never-ending quest yes, well what is
9: that's... that about
4: <laughs> that's what i love um this
3: quest never ends
4: <laughs> yeah no i i think uh i think assassin's creed origins is probably the best assassin's creed since two like I, I think it's I've like, heard
3: that It looks like the best Assassin's yeah. Creed since 2 And
4: I mean oh. I know that's not like The craziest compliment It's not like the greatest Game series ever But it's fun You know You run around You assassinate people You hide <laughs> wait, and You just wait, creed you about Assassin's it Yeah You creed about it No, there's... for Assassin's Creed Creed edition <laughs> Assassin's Creed Creed
7: Scott Stappen <laughs> is the animus
3: Can you kill me
4: higher
7: Any, Anytime you do a leap when of faith It plays you. that song <laughs> oh man,
9: that would be Without that would actually be an woofer. awesome idea. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah, it's Swan dives. <laughs>
7: that's slow mo. Oh, yeah, like every, oh
9: t- t- every time you jump off a building, <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
4: yeah, that's it's got like, to exist. Is this like a picture-in-picture picture where it's like a fade of Creed the, playing that song? Oh my gosh! Like, <laughs> and then at halfway
7: through the game, you get a drug addiction. Oh, whoa! No, that doesn't that's happen. That's dark, okay? Josh. Jesus is a rock star. Oh, and then you oh, uh, make a
3: sex tape with
1: Kid Rock. Jesus is a rock star.
4: Anyways, now it's it's great. It's got I, I think I mentioned this last time, but it's got my favorite mechanic from Far Cry, where you go and you hunt animals and you craft stuff. And is the map overwhelming? Is no, that your no, mechanic? that is that
3: is from Far Cry. <laughs> yeah, that's probably my favorite mechanic from Far Cry. Um, my favorite mechanic is the one that fixes your car.
4: Yeah, that is that's a pretty good mechanic. I like uh, different mechanics though too. There there's all types of mechanics. Ooh, We
3: should talk about best mechanics in games <laughs> this year. We should game of the year. That is obviously gonna we're gonna count Sydney. From Final Fantasy
4: 15. I was just going to ask you if
9: we're going to count the girl from... The... Yes, okay. Uh,
4: which is the best mechanic?
9: <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought you were being serious about mechanics,
4: like the game mechanics uh, and not mechanics as in the one. Push. Well, mechanic. I was serious, so we
3: should have a bunch of serious choices and then her. Cindy, she's number one, of You know, that technically came out last year. But uh, you know, What's it, the other game you're playing, been, Brian?
4: Um, so there's the one that I've been playing with Rick. Let me think. Actually, you know what? I think it's mainly been Assassin's Creed. I okay. played a little bit of Mario, um, but... Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I know. It's it's just one game. I, I don't know.
7: I did buy Hold some stuff, hard. but I'll talk about the other stuff I bought a little bit later. But, I, yeah. I jank Crank. Hey, I finished Super Mario, guys. It only took me like six weeks. Wow. A lot of freaking God died, God. died <laughs> dumbass. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yep. Wow. Thank language.
7: You. Guys, I quit. This is a
1: T
9: rated oh. <laughs> podcast. Real?
7: Actually, we are explicit.
9: I was curious about that. Why are we explicit? Wait, why? What? I think I've said
4: one bad. I've said
9: we're, one swear. We're all alive. explicit. Oh, I can change that. I did, like, I. My guys, because my mom was like, David, why is it? Yeah, I've been I, tell your mom, <laughs> if, I'm sorry for the customer. Tell her if okay? she downloads us from Walmart,
7: you'll actually uh-huh. have the edited version. So they really edit the content. Walmart edits all their oh, okay, they it. don't edit podcasts. <laughs> I that remember was so getting dumb.
4: stained though when I was <laughs> <laughs>
3: trying stained, to clean or like ketchup or something. Or <laughs> yeah.
7: Sorry, sorry, Jenk. What are you playing? Um, Mario. Yeah, so I I finished Mario and I it was good, man. Like, I, I died a lot. Oh, wait. That course, reminds me. But It's time to interrupt Josh.
9: He hasn't interrupted you uh, yet. Actually, he has. But just keep
4: it going. We're only 20 minutes in, so we've only got one interruption. <laughs>
7: okay, so Mario. And I bought I Am Setsuna, but I have not played it yet. Okay. How many moons do you have in Mario? I have 192. How many did you... What's like the bare minimum moons you need? Like one
9: twenty-five, I think. So like easy that. to get I, that. Though. I beat
7: like when I first got beat the last boss. I had one hundred and thirty-six. I think. I okay. Say. Yeah. Nice. Something around there. Are you gonna go back and do all the moon challenges like everybody else? Yeah, here? Yeah, I'm kind of burnt out on it, but I will go back
9: eventually.
4: <laughs> Try eight seventy-five, bro. Then get burnt out,
3: bro. I beat the game with over five hundred
9: thousand <laughs> yeah. moons. He uh, made moons uh, in it. So how many moons
4: do you have in I.M. Setsuna?
3: Um, (laughs) No.
9: (laughs) (laughs) So what is I.M. Setsuna all about? I've heard of it. I just don't really know anything about uh,
3: it. So Square Enix has a company called Tokyo Game Factory. Yeah. Tokyo RPG Factory. Jake? Oh, Topia, Tokyo what? RPG Factory. I,
7: I haven't played it yet, so I don't know what it's about. I so just... you're not. So you're not playing it. This no, year? he I, told I, us about something
3: he bought, but didn't
9: play. Even though oh, I said we're going to talk about stuff I, we've been buying. I, was,
7: I just wanted to have more games <sighs> with Brian, guys. I'm
9: sorry. Even though you <laughs> bought other stuff, that we're okay, going to talk about later okay. too. Okay, Eric, what are you playing? Uh,
3: two things. Uh, I finished my playthrough of Fire Emblem Echoes, cool. which was it? really good. I um, it made me. I was like. Because Fire Emblem Awakening was like a...
7: Is that the Switch one?
3: No, that's the DS one that came out. Um, uh, 3DS. 3DS one that came out several years ago. And that was the one that that I think introduced this series to a lot of people. Because there's there releases on GameCube and Wii and stuff. But I think they were a lot more under the radar.
4: That's the first one without the permadeath mechanic. Where yeah, the option turned off.
3: And so it was a pretty good game. It's a cool, it's a cool world and it's got cool game mechanics. Um, but then they released Fates, which just looked really dumb to me. Um, and it was th- also three games long, but not really. It was just dumb. Oh, um, that what was someone yeah. talking about this? But so yeah. so now yeah. this one, this one I actually really enjoyed even more than Awakening. Um, I felt the story. And I realized the reason is because this is a remake of Fire Emblem 2, uh, which came out. So it's an old game. So they, didn't, they had, you know, something good to start to build on. I know a lot of people that are hardcore into the series, they prefer the original version of it. Um, cause there's balance changes here and there and there's things like that, but it's a really good game. It had, it had a good story that hooked me from the beginning. Um, it gets pretty strategic. Um, it's got, uh, exorbitantly priced DLC, but I bought it and <laughs> enjoyed it. Um, <laughs> And yeah, it's, it was about. I think my campaign was about sixty hours, sixty-five hours, something like that. Nice. Um, What's the
9: second game you playing?
3: Um, well, we me gonna talk about Fire Emblem just a little bit more. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, go ahead, go
9: ahead. I love it.
7: Hey, but yeah, real, I would. <laughs> real, real quick though, this is not the one that has like a hundred characters. You guys were complaining about, was it? Was right. that Ross? That's uh, <laughs> is, that, is that a Fire Emblem we were, game? You guys were talking. We about weren't complaining a about a game with hundred characters. 100 characters? Uh, you're, that's Terra Battles. It just, just uh, goes back to a few podcasts ago. I remember something. Uh,
3: Might um, be Terra Battle. That's a mobile game. I don't think we complain about 100 yeah, characters it, in it that, would, though. That's one of the coolest parts about that game, yeah. is all the characters. I don't think um, we
4: complained about Chrono Cross having 100 characters. We don't, we don't so. talk wait, about wait, anyways, Chrono Cross. Sorry. Let's go
3: back um, to Fire anyway, Emblem. Anyway, so yes, yeah, so Fire Emblem. <laughs> um, I would recommend this game over Awakening to anyone that wants to play a Fire Emblem game. Uh, it had really. It had, Fire Emblem Awakening had decent music, but this had memorable music. So um and it had just a it flowed really well it has two dueling camp like it's one campaign but it has two different characters you switch between so it's got um you know you can play you basically play through two stories uh that that intersect with each other at different points but you don't have to play the game twice where it's like oh campaign one campaign two. that's cool i hate doing that. Yeah, Did exactly. the
4: music get the donna purchase though
3: uh not yet but it will okay i haven't looked, i haven't looked to see but you if i think can it's like it. that good yeah, yeah, that's why I, I will, I will okay. buy this soundtrack um, I buy a lot of video games. Yeah, syntax. I was
9: gonna say you buy a lot of video games. Well, soundtracks, I though. I don't know. But he I,
3: doesn't buy like every. But I don't video buy game every game soundtrack, soundtrack. That's That's that exists. That's true. That's um, true. Anyway, so I've been playing that, and then I also have been playing Elder Scrolls Online. A oh my two. gosh! Hey, um, what was
9: the name of that character that we made when we did the beta like a hundred oh years ago? My gosh. Like Ursula? Yeah. You probably <laughs> are
4: the reason why I can't name my character Ursula <laughs> the other day. <laughs> I'm
9: so sorry, bro. You, really Wait, was uh, you
7: can only name one character. No, I no, made three. I, I just joke. That was
4: the game I've been playing with Donna. It's been a ton of fun. I actually I picked it up a year and a half ago. I'm but to I didn't. <laughs> no, I just wanted to. I just to give. My, no. my um, I played a long time ago, back when they had like dedicated like leveling and stuff. But they yeah. changed it. It's really really cool. What's dedicated leveling? Um, like oh, so all I mean all the zones were like oh you had to be level ten to oh, fifteen yeah, yeah, to go to yeah, this yeah. zone.
9: As in like they um, would lock you out like there were physical no, barriers. No no no, you kept die though if you
4: go moved over there. Um. But yeah, I uh, Donna got it, so we all jumped on. There's a whole group of us that play, and we got the Marwyn expansion. But I kind of want to hear from Marwen's you as somebody old. Yeah, Marwyn's d- it's dumb. They do old stuff. It should just be new stuff. Um, <laughs> sorry about being a total jerk. Um, just but anyways, yourself. what do you think about it as somebody just started? Because I've enjoyed a lot of the changes. It's a lot yeah, better than when I first played. It's a lot of fun.
3: I remember playing the beta demo and not being very impressed. Um... And just kind of thinking, like, why would I want to play this? Um, but now the game feels a lot more tuned. I'm sure there's veteran players that hate everything except for the day one version. But
9: <laughs> um I but hated the yeah. day one version. Yeah, I know, it was so nice. bad. It was yeah. like it was like a bad WoW and a bad Elder Scrolls game. That combined. was back when
7: it cost money to play, right? A yeah. sub, you
4: had to I think that only
9: lasted for like 6
4: months though, the what subscription. Was it? it was like 13 bucks or something. Oh, it was an yeah, 15. It was Yeah, most
9: most new MMORPGs try the sub and then ultimately fail.
3: Yeah. Except for well WoW still has a sub. WoW still and does. 14. And it, 14. Those 14, are the only yeah. two I can think
4: of. Um, um, but even WoW has like a free level 1 to 20. Yeah, 1 to yeah. 20.
3: Um but yeah, so uh, it feels a lot more like an Elder Scrolls game now, uh, and it seems like it's now it's now it's a game I'd recommend to anyone that just loves spending time in Tamriel. Yeah, because um, cool. it's actually really fun. Um, there's a lot of solvable content, and I've encountered even today, like just today, I did some quest lines that were really well written. Oh, cool! I was really excited. Like I was like, oh man, that was actually really good. And actually, it's kind of you know um, like with an mmo i kind of tend to blow off a lot of that stuff um but in this in these two quest lines i'd kind of like blown off the first objective and then all of a sudden something happened in the plot line where i was like oh wait a minute oh yeah it's kind of interesting and then i started paying attention i'm like wow I'm like you have some choice in what happens at the end of these quest lines too which is kind of interesting that's cool um, is,
9: are they narrated or is it all just text? All voice acted. Oh everything's wow. voice acted. Really, it's yeah. crazy. Dang, it's insane. Yeah, the entire game is I thought voice acted. Divinity was like a little ambitious when it did that, but that's. Can you skip it though if you want to? You can. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. you can skip through. Okay. Um, cool.
4: They have so much voice acting. So much that's voice acting. They have that's uh, at least fifteen zones and all the zone, or maybe not fifteen, but they have three for each. So they at least have 12 and then mm. every zone has like a big city with several quest givers. Yeah.
9: What
3: level are you? Uh 23, 24. What's the cap? 60? I think it's 50. 50, 50,
4: but then you get champ points. Oh, okay. That's yeah, like, so it's like game a whole content? like
3: veteran yeah system, yeah. Oh,
4: Diablo cool. 3, uh the yeah, okay. max, you know whatever that thing is oh, called. Oh yeah, 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 same system. Cool. Yeah.
3: Um so it's it's a lot of fun. I you can kind of, you know, you can explore on your own and do all this stuff. Um, and then there's group dungeons and group things like that But a lot of the questing you can manage on your own. Do you guys played? Oh, sorry How hard
7: ahead. is it to join up with people pretty it's, easy?
3: It's really easy. Yeah I mean, I if mean you, it's, it's not I haven't found anything like that makes it as easy as like Final Fantasy 14 in the sense of if you're playing with people You don't know. Okay, but as far as like when we want to play together, you know We're just in an Xbox live party and it's yeah. really simple. Have you guys played
1: together yet? We've played yeah, we've together
3: played
4: like together three or bunch. four times What level um, are you? I'm always bad at playing MMOs. I'm level 12.
9: What class are you?
4: Uh, so this is my third character. So I had a Nord uh, Dragon Knight. Dragon Knight kind of like what I played. DPS, uh, yeah. aggressive guy. I'm now an Argonian uh, Knight. What is it called? Knight? Uh, Knight Blade? yeah. I'm a Knight Blade, like the stealth dude. Stealth dude? Yeah, I just want to make a new character because the game is so different from the last time I played it. Um, and this brings me to one thing I want to add real quick is they add this scalability that is insane. Like we, yeah, we were talking about
9: how, is that an Argonian only feature? Yeah. Yes. But, so um, That's actually <laughs> oh, really, really yeah. good.
3: You got your chops. Um, <laughs> yeah. So it's they. it's some, somehow it scales and it, it yet feels equally challenging yep. to everyone. So hmm. we have a friend that's like a max level character.
4: Almost, he's five ninety out of six fifty, but he's oh, like oh, that's yeah. champion. Thing yeah, champion
3: kind of stuff. But he's max. He's already he's level fifty and yeah. you know, all yeah. that stuff. And he'll run us through dungeons that are scaled, um, and it's somehow. Like we have uh, another friend that's really weak. He's like level seven, and then my friend, another friend, or and myself are in our twenties, and then our other friend is fifty. We do these four man dungeons, and somehow, you know, it's still challenging for the fifty for our like champion character or friend, but also our like level seven friend doesn't die in one hit. It's like that's cool. It's like a weird weird thing. We're trying to figure this out. It's like a it must be like a percentage scale. So it's like. You, like, everyone is fighting their own, like version of something. But it, you like it, it, do, it tracks percentage. damages, yeah. percentages, and applies it to the whole or that's something. So it cool. also
4: gives everybody different experience. So if I'm lower and I only get like eleven or whatever, that's mm-hmm. what I get. But our friend who's five ninety whatever he gets 4000 from the same bad guy.
9: So how would the loot go though? the like, loot
4: everybody not, gets their own loot. Yeah, everyone gets oh, their own well, that's loot. that's awesome. Are you serious? Yep. It's really even, cool.
9: Even when you're playing with strangers, like there's no sort yeah, of like yep. no 40 no, people, no, everybody there's two gets items. loot. Wow.
7: It's does loot. It, does it award it to you or do you have to pick no, no, it No, no, like the body? like
3: monsters, like whatever I see on a drop monster, like that's you will yours. see. It's like and a, and, and the same Close monster, the monster will drop loot for everyone, but each will get their own like instance of it.
9: Okay, so but do you get loot that you can actually use every single time, or is yeah, it just for your class? No,
3: no,
4: it's it's loot that you use, and there's no like class-specific loot that I see. Yeah, seen. there's
3: not really class... Like, you can... There's not class-specific gear. Mm. Um, there's
4: light, medium, and heavy, just oh, like. Okay. Oh, okay. Just like an, oh, yeah,
3: samples. and same with weapons. You can choose to kind can, of wield you But can you, you, you still
7: want. go into dungeons and like pick things up and do whatever, like sell them? And wait, just, explain that again. Can you still like walk into dungeons and like pick up random objects and then sell them, or is, there's
3: is yes. or, there's a lot you can loot still, like random things like that. A lot okay. of it goes towards crafting in this game instead, because yeah. there's a pretty there's a pretty like robust crafting system. I mean, it's
4: Um, it's not Skyrim where you're gonna walk in and pick up an apple and this and that and this. Well, no, it's
3: exactly
9: (laughs) that because I I pick up apples all the time. But (laughs) there are less. Josh Josh is talking about going into someone's house and looting it and then murdering the people who live there and then selling it. It's the the same Brotherhood. (laughs) So, so
3: two things: you can't murder NPCs um, like you can a normal Elder Scrolls game because that would cause chaos are you sure you
4: can't because i had to turn that interaction off in my uh, settings
7: you would need murder on, right? npcs yeah like yeah enemies. i could oh. yeah
4: i had the option to turn it on where i could just attack uh friendly people it probably but kills I, it
9: in your game then
4: no it probably kills it all but it probably respawns quick because the respawns huh. are
3: insane on them weird yeah, you're talking about mo- enemies or you're talking about no, just, just anyone like, like i givers. i
4: turned i t- had to turn on this function that let me not attack like i didn't families. have to, i didn't have to do that That must have been really like it was, it was in my settings so weird.
3: weird i'm gonna look into that um but yeah as far as i know you can't there's certain like you there's certain people that you can attack um you can steal from people's houses but you'll get a bounty just like a normal elder scrolls game okay that's con, cool though that you can still of pay stuff. off the guards again. get pay off the guards yeah it's oh, not like nice. a jailing system or anything Wait,
9: what class are you i didn't hear that i'm sorry. a templar Templar, that's like a paladin thing, yeah, basically. Yeah, that.
3: pretty much. Uh, Templars are their class system is obviously different than a, than every like you know they have like archetypes, but mm-hmm. um, Templar is weird because it's it's like the best healing class in the game. If you play it as like a magic using class, oh, you can be
9: a straight like a priest,
1: yeah, in wow, or something you want like that. that. Um, but do you but play I'm, it as I'm a tank?
3: Right, I'm not playing it as a tank, so I'm I'm kind of I'm gonna respec as a tank when I get to the end game, mm-hmm. um, but. For solo leveling, tank is not a very fun way to go because you're you're your single purpose. Right. So right now I'm am uh, like a you call it a stamina templar or a stamplar, and so I focus on stamina as a stat and like dual wielding. and Okay.
9: So you're damage dealer, melee. yeah. DPS. Okay. But
3: you won't. So you can in the game the way this game works. I guess it's kind of like any MMO, but with the end game. You can pretty much do whatever you want. You just may not be the best at it. So, as a so like a Nord stamina DPS Templar, you can is is sort of viable, but it's not like you're not going to be like the number one. Oh,
9: but if you were a Red Guard, if you were like a
3: Red Guard like stamina Dragon Knight, you would. Yeah, that's okay. Like a, yeah. That's a thing.
9: Okay, exactly. cool. That's super interesting. Um, you know, I was so I was curious about Elder Scrolls because. Um, I just got Xbox Live one. Start- no, wait, wait, wait. Gold, gold. I misspoke. I misspoke. Oh, nice. I'm sorry, but you guys knew what I meant. Yeah. So I was curious about it. So I was wondering what it would cost to, in, like, be able to play the game with you guys. Like, what do I so need to right,
3: buy? Right now, um, depending as
4: on today, Monday. Yeah. <laughs> as in silver today, Monday tonight at like midnight. It okay. Yeah, so I gotta it go.
3: Would, it would cost thirty bucks.
4: Thirty bucks for the base game, but you'd want to get Morrowind, so no, be no, no, 50 no, no, no.
3: You can get the base game with Morrowind oh, for thirty. So, bucks? so there's 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 five different versions on sale. So wow. there's um, there's Tamriel Unlimited, which is on sale for ten bucks. That's just the base game. There's the Tamriel Unlimited Gold, which is the base game plus all the DLC from the first year, which is like the Dark Brotherhood, the Thieves Guild, Orsinium. Um, and, I don't. I don't have that stuff. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah so then there's the um there's the morrowind edition upgrade just which the... upgrades your base game okay and that's 20 bucks then there's morrowind just morrowind that includes the base game and it's 30 bucks which is the same price as buying the base game and the upgrade
9: but it and then there's the one that includes everything that you just mentioned
3: so no there isn't there isn't one that includes literally everything there's mm-hmm. there's to get it on so 50 bucks to get everything that's on sale without having to pay without buying like you know like the version that comes with costumes and like extra right. mounts and stuff but the, so, to get the gold content so the gold the gold content is is 30 so it's the base game <laughs> plus 20 and then the morrowind upgrade is 20 so it'd be Got 50 it. which it. is which is super worth it in my opinion yeah um, if you're gonna play it game yeah for, exactly how many yeah.
7: expansions are there right now besides morrowind so,
3: um, there's only one expansion, but DLC in this game is considered differently than um, than uh, than uh, expansions. So expansions are like it's like a big, huge thing, you know, kind of like a new. And the DLC is like modules essentially. So like, it's like new the quests. Thieves Guild, okay. you know, and or like the or like accessing like the orc zone or Cineum or orzimer or whatever like that kind of stuff falls under dlc it's like dungeons and things like that and those packs are usually like four i think they're like four to ten bucks or something like that or you can buy them all for like 20 bucks or something like that um yeah they also have it so that if you subscribe to uh elder scrolls online then you don't have to pay for any dlc you just have it all access how much is that? 15. It's like a normal. Oh, heartbeat. like the normal, like a normal yeah. yeah.
9: So it's like a Patreon. Yeah, of, exactly. Uh, of uh, old scrolls. Um,
3: but yeah, and uh, there's other benefits to it too. But so yeah, to get to get everything that we all have would be 50. To get everything you need just to play would be th- uh, 30. Yeah. Okay,
9: that's cool. Yeah. That's pretty cheap actually. Yeah. Um, all right. So I guess real quick, I'll talk about what I'm playing. Um, so playing the WoW, like I was mentioning last week. Um, wow. I know right I rekindled my love affair with my druid Musaya who's a Torin. did you name him that? Musaya? I did oh, yeah I did okay. um, the chosen Juan Juan. Uh, so I'm a druid playing tank it actually leveling up uh, as a tank in WoW is the easiest thing you can do because you are always queued up for a dungeon group and you can basically if you wanted to you can level up 1 to 100 pretty much just doing dungeons if you, if you were so inclined. And you get, as a tank or a healer, you get groups in like less than a minute. It's Wait, about, level one though? Not level one. Okay. I, was, I was being a little What's uh, it like 10 to 20? Okay. It's 15 is when it starts. So you can start doing the random dungeon queue at 15. So I, I basically, like all quest, do like two or three quests, get bored of it, and then go do um, my professions for a little bit, and then just do dungeon and then get five levels. I'll do two dungeon runs and just, it's, it's actually really cool. Anyway, so playing him, playing my mage. Mage um, is like level 25 or 30 now. It's super easily leveling. It's really fun. And then I um, picked up a super random game. I was um, at my parents' house, just like fooling around, and I saw my little brother's Forza 3 Horizon and grabbed that. So he didn't take it to bit. college with him. Uh, he's actually home right now, but um, he's already beat
7: it. Uh, so he just let me borrow it. Yeah. So did what you it, get it turn it on? What do I do you did. Yeah. No, yeah. Yeah, it's cool. Um, do you like the mechanic of having to drive to different races? Yeah, I think it's cool. Tell us about
3: the mechanics in that game.
7: Uh, the mechanics—they're <laughs> good. They're reliable.
9: They're uh, trustworthy. Um, they know what noises mean when I make little car noises. No, I was kidding. Yeah, I like that mechanic. It's—I um, think it's kind of fun. It, although the, the plot is the stupidest thing I've ever been exposed to in my whole <laughs> life. Uh, I was, like, laughing out loud when they were trying to tell me, like, give me some exposition of what's going on. Do you know the plot of it, Eric? Horizon 3, no. Okay, so... Um, I didn't realize there was a plot oh, besides a, racing. Like that, that's
7: Big not plot, the one, right? Is that the one with the Fast and the Furious deal? you explain it. Yeah, you should just it,
9: get the
3: Fast and the Furious version of that.
9: Basically, it's Fast and the Furious. I don't even need to paraphrase. So, you're, you kind of, like, start... In Australia, and um, there's like this really like hot Scottish or Irish girl, and she's like narrating the whole thing for you, and it just shows all these like really cool tight boys like in their own various type of tight car. Like there's really rad trucks and like rad dune buggies and like exotics and classy BMWs, and they're all like doing their cool thing, and they're all like saying various rad things about Australia, like. Oh, this is the place from Down Under. It's more like the place that's blown over, and they're like saying like just rad stuff like that. Nice. So you guys are all working for this rad boss to get everyone in Australia excited for a sweet car festival, and you have to you pick a drive avatar, which is like an, a cast of like twelve characters of the coolest type. I picked a character named Dave. Uh, so, so every <laughs> Real original. <laughs> so, <laughs> and it's it's really funny because um, the characters' names, you, you can pick like from a selection of names that the computer can recognize and they'll call you that name when they're talking to you. So it's like, hello, Dave. Like, how are you? And it's funny because my name is Dave. Anyways. Wait, why is it funny? Well, my name is my
1: name. <laughs> that's is in technically... Fallout 4 too, oh, though. Uh, you know uh, that's right. true. That's true. <laughs> do they do um, that in Fallout 4? Yeah, yeah. So they, your name is
4: like if you spelled your name with a C instead of a K, they would say your name. Oh, that's. They say so my name they too. pronounce your name? Yeah. The, the robot has it. like. Oh, that's right. The robot probably has, I want to say like, it's 900 names he knows how to say. So yeah. once you type in your name, it's pretty cool. It's the He's... butler, right?
1: Yeah.
9: Yeah. It's yeah. crazy
3: robot. that they can't tell the difference between Eric with a C and with a K. I. Is this not. Because it's
9: not smart. It's just I mean, like it, someone it, entered it in. Did it in. not
4: say your name? It might have. Oh, I've never heard it say my name. Oh, okay. Then it
3: probably. I also. Didn't read it. Just didn't get hooked in the okay. fallout 4 like I, I was I, hoping I well would it
4: says it that. right at the beginning so an anatomy, you would have MD heard it and, like yeah. in the beginning of the like right after you make your guy uh, First thing he walks in and says, or girl, net hey. neutrality." Oh, right? sorry, net <laughs> oh. <laughs> neutrality, which is totally the same. <laughs> so,
7: have you done any like the side stuff yet? Like where you go and look for cars and yeah barns and. Oh
9: no, I haven't done any of that yet. I've just been kind of focusing on like the real serious stuff, the main campaign, getting my fans, getting my recognition, get my name out there. Oh, getting your you. DJs, yeah, getting my getting DJs. Your- I have signed a couple record labels. I signed Block Party. The uh, it's like '90s like R and B. It's just like. Is this Yeah, it is. And then the other label, <laughs> left side, what was is like. It? I don't understand this, kid. dude. Okay, <laughs> okay, wait. It. I was, I was in the middle of explaining it, and I, I lost track of it. Base- Ooh, lost track. Ooh. Um, so. Um, Lost, well, train lost train tracks. <laughs> it's train. a train Waiting track. For Forza, train, <laughs> simulator. W- right. Raining for Forza
4: Horizon 3 train edition. <laughs> yeah. Bullet she trains. Wants. Separate train tracks, and you have to race against
7: other trains. <laughs> but Here's the catch. they are all the same speed.
9: <laughs> <laughs> or, or train races, but all on the same track. <laughs> it, it's, t- it's a Thomas the Tank Engine sponsored yeah. event. So it's licensed IP. Okay, so in the game, you you try to get... People to come to the big car festival, and so you do it by like challenging other racers, and like signing record labels, and hiring uh, personalities, and like doing crazy stunts. It's it's so it's really dumb, um, but amazing. And so you can sign the record labels of the DJs who are going to perform at the festival. And I signed the '90s R&B rock group called Block Party or Rock Station, and then I also signed an Indian or Indian an Indian tribal music. Indian guy. You <laughs> one Indian Native Americans. So what was? <laughs> Like, uh, guys, I'm 2% Cherokee, so it's okay for me to say that. <laughs> just so you know. Um, I went on that website that South Park is ta- talking yeah. about. <laughs> Did you get the butt sample for me? <laughs> yeah, I had, to, I had to hire... Anyways. Okay, so, yeah, it's a great, fun game. It's like, it, the racing is actually really challenging. It's not like a Need for Speed game or an older Need for Speed game that you have to um, really do the challenging. And, like, the, um, the rewind feature... Is, is actually pretty cool you,
4: you you can like play and then if you make a mistake just yeah rewind. okay yeah because oh
9: yeah
3: yeah that's in regular forza
4: that's like it's the also yeah. prince thing of about persia forza. one of the coolest
3: prince of persia games the only cool prince of persia game. <laughs> that is a really cool yeah. game the I first
4: know... one on xbox was good too uh, sorry prince, about, prince of forza
7: is that what prince it's... of prince forza, forza. Yeah. Yeah. sorry okay, i just yeah. thought
4: about that game and that game is so cool
9: which you can wear assassins Creed with cigarettes. oh so. yeah it's <laughs> a fun game i don't know if i'm gonna play it to completion but it's it's actually super fun to just kind of like grab a beer and zone out and Get my fans,
3: I am really interested in the uh Fast and Furious standalone for uh, Horizon. I don't think it's standalone, it, it standalone. No,
9: really. It's, oh, it's I DLC, thought you had to two.
4: Two. it is
3: DLZ, but it's standalone DLZ download DLZ. zone. DLZ? That's like. yeah, no, I'm, I'm pretty sure it's standalone because really? I remember like okay. I remember when it was like five bucks, like hovering
7: over it like a thousand times. Dude, like, what should I, should I buy that? We gotta to get it. doesn't it seem like each. Each like new racing game has some kind of Fast and the Furious. Like... I heard
4: the new, the new Need for Speed Josh, is no literally one plays the exact games. same. <laughs> well, <I> mean, yeah, <laughs> the brand new one is like this, like you're trying to get uh, items from trucks for what? The new Need for Speed, uh, like it's yeah. the story yeah. of and Fast the, and Furious.
7: The, the main guy's name is. Roderick Fidetto. Yeah, it's a Raw Pud it it's also
4: like a or no no sorry uh, Raw Walkerson Raw Pud yeah, Paul, yeah
2: Paul, Paul, Paul Rudd is in it I'm
9: it's... waiting
3: for the new Fast and Furious starring Paul Rudd Oh that would
9: be the best that would be really funny and it's directed by the guys yeah. who do um she, well they came together yeah. in Wet Hot Paul Rudd we
3: know you're listening right now Jobin
1: uh, Jobin please
3: <laughs> please star in the next Fast and Furious movie we want it so bad
9: a lot of important work to do yeah. uh, alright guys that was a, um, a real quick chat so <laughs> let, let's take a quick breaky poo
0: hey everyone venture into the pop culture cosmos today where you'll hear our conversations on different topics within the world of movies, TV, video games comic books, technology board gaming and more you'll also get a taste of some of our other shows within the cosmos as well so come on and join us each week as we delve into
1: the pop
3: culture
9: cosmos. Welcome to the pop culture cosmos. And we're back. Vegetable stock. Vegetable stock. I'm more of a uh, bean or bean bone, stock. bone broth. Guy. I like bean stock. It's yeah, a good way to find giants. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> you got it. Um, nursery rhymes, man. I'll get Brian, you. Brian <laughs> and <giant>. real
1: stuff. <laughs> Brian, if you know uh, if you
3: know anything about Brank, he loves jokes about beans and big guys.
4: <laughs> 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 if and large men, I find it hilarious. There and you
9: awesome. go. Okay, let's do a real quick stocky coin. Okay, real fast. Nt aka Nintendo. They're at fifty three dollars and forty four cents, all time high, up another one point sixty nine percent really huge for them it's them switch sales and it's also 15 million downloads of animal crossing on mobile
4: did you say that you personally though have like some type of interest in oh, them at this thing
9: not at the moment so i put a trade or request in for my with my broker to buy at 50 dollars. so when if and when the stock somehow manages to dip from net neutrality or from whatever i'll be able to get it at 50 bucks um, assuming that the stock respond or the the Nintendo stock responds to that and goes down. There's a chance that it could keep going up, in which case I'll never buy it. Yeah. But I have like a reserve basically on that dollar amount.
4: What is what was the low point with the Wii U? Do you know? The Wii U. Oh <laughs> yeah. Like
9: what was their stock? I mean, yeah. y- you can look back um, a year from now. Let's see. Let's see. what I was their just stock curious
4: was. because like I'm wondering if you buy this at 50, like they're like kind of riding on a wave of success recently.
9: So, mm-hmm. so I mean, okay. So for one, the market has gone up like drastically since the beginning of Trump's administration. Like okay. the stock market itself has just increased Thanks by a lot.
4: Obama. Thanks Obama. <laughs>
9: um, but if you look at if you look at um, the stock for Nintendo from a year ago today uh, sorry, January what is today? Today is November twenty seventeen, November okay. 20- 27th. Okay, so a year ago today it traded at thirty one dollars and eighteen cents. Wow. In January of wow, la- no, in January of last year, January 2016, it was at fifteen dollars. Now, it oh is my at- goodness, yeah, no, Nintendo has gone crazy since then, and it's uh, going I up. I feel a lot like more. an idiot
4: now, not yeah. buying stocks at fifteen dollars. So. Well, I
9: mean, you just you know you don't know about that yeah, kind of stuff. But so, I mean, fifteen dollars is pretty bad. So well, it's, it was yeah, it was mega cheap. That's what Ubisoft is at now. So fifteen dollars. Yeah, Ubisoft trades. Uh, we're going to talk about it today. Okay, but they closed at sixteen forty one. You know, and they Might they worth buying because
4: when Vivendi does a takeover, will it increase the <laughs> stock price?
9: Vivendi, you think Vivendi's going to own Ubisoft one day? I mean, we've all talked about this on there. They've been like they gunning
4: said for them. Not up. this
7: year. Yeah, not this year. <laughs> so but they're they gonna, they, have, they have a month left to. They this.
4: bought. Do you guys remember that mobile publisher, GameLoft? Mm-hmm. The yeah. owner of Eve's whatever his name, Eve's yeah. Guillermo. That's yep. his brothers. They right. bought them
3: up. Yeah, I think that uh, those pesky Templars are going to get in the way of anything with
4: the software. Sturgo I wonder okay. if it would be funny if like they changed the bad guy to Vivendi somehow. <laughs> 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 they changed, like, some of them in all the games. That would
9: that would create a, a potential liability for product disparagement. <laughs> so, that could be dangerous too. Uh, level 10 power <laughs> <old laughs> <day. laughs> uh, wrong, nerd. Now, um, are these uh, are these Elder Scrolls Templars or are these different type of Templars? No, Templars
3: are like the, bad the underlying bad guy of Assassin's Creed.
4: Oh,
9: because Assassin's thought were, versus Templars. I thought you were talking always. about the order within Dragon Age. Oh, we're, that's EA. Like, I don't even know what I'm talking about. I'm <laughs> whoa, just, yeah. whoa, we got I a lot just, of bad
7: will towards them. Come on. Yeah, we
9: <laughs> oh. will have to get to EA soon. Well, we'll talk about EA right here. Uh, Activision blizz though was at sixty five seventy four. How are they sustaining that? That's I, crazy. They've been at this for a while it's Overwatch. Yeah, like yeah it's. Uh, I mean because yeah. it's Activision Blizzard so yeah. like, you know, Blizzard is, is extremely profitable um, They've actually had some good sort of like analyst coverage lately, which kind of keeps them floating They were down for the day not by a whole lot, but um, I think I think Activision though is one of those companies that's just you know governed by analyst points of view <laughs>
3: <laughs> they're they're under fire well Bungie's under fire this week yeah
1: well we're going to talk about yeah. that in the news Okay.
9: that's unless you want it do you should no, we talk no, no, about no, no, that no, no, okay. let's let's do this uh ea they're at 10699 they were down i think 0.88% how on earth are they still in the 100 dollar range okay like, wait I wait get... so so real quick real quick it's um it's about like like the value of the stock doesn't, like you can't compare these values of the stock to each other. So like you can't say EA is is a better company because it's at 106 versus Ubisoft because it's at 1641. It's about like the size of the company. It's about what the value of each share of the company is, how many shares the company has released into the market. There's a bunch of different factors. So it's not really about, it's not really a comparison amongst these these apples, these aren't, aren't apples to apples comparisons. It's more like apples to oranges. And you have to look at the value of the stock. So compared. all of them are
4: oranges and one's an apple. <laughs> you
9: have to look at it from the percentages. much. this and how a farming much... podcast? This is a farming <laughs> podcast. It's a uh, honeydew, whatever. Farm simulator. Farm, simu- okay. Farm sim. Anyways, goat sim. Um, you, look at, you look at the percentages of growth against itself, like how much it's grown in the last year. Like we looked at Nintendo, it's exploded since last year. And then you also look at how much growth it had per day, uh, per quarter, per year, amongst the stocks. So stocks that are growing at a higher percentage are more valuable than stocks that aren't. Not necessarily, oh, well, Activision's worth $65, so it's less valuable than you know, EA. I mean, by and large, it's, it's less valuable because it's like $65 versus $100, but it's more like the commodity as opposed to the actual dollar value. Sorry, anyways. Uh, so Ubisoft, we already talked about. And Take-Two, they're at 117 79 they're, um, they're down just like by a tiny bit. But anyways, all the stocks are pretty much at all-time highs. Very valuable. If you are in planning to invest, I would recommend investing in video games, especially Nintendo, potentially Sony as well. I know we don't cover Sony, but Sony's about to blow up as well. Anyways, Why? that's all I got. Why do you think Sony's about to blow up? We talked about it, I think, a couple weeks ago, but it has to do with their video game sector and also the Chip that's going in their cameras. Yeah. All of our buddies oh. are trading up.
3: Yeah, I don't think their video game sector has got anything that's I, gonna I can't
4: imagine it growing anymore. It's already at yeah. 50 million.
9: This is what about? analysts say. This is what really? see this is what like analysts are saying because analysts, it's holidays and an... because it makes sense. Mm. Like that's what analysts are saying. Yeah. Analysts
4: are also saying the Nintendo Switch is gonna sell more than the Wii, which yeah. is a hundred million. No, I know. Like <laughs> it, it's not oh, gonna this, happen.
3: This holiday or ever. No, no ever, ever, ever it but could I mean, happen
4: it could but it's like i but, so i would i walked real quick uh you know this is totally like it was called the stories that anecdotal um i walked into GameStop stop today there were about 22 switches on the shelf that they were selling. Uh, okay, about 22? Did you I count I didn't count them? the amount. Or did you do like a 6x12? Kind of like 20. 20 and a half. I should say there were 20. <laughs> okay, anyways, there were a lot There were a lot of switches there. You yeah, know what I mean? No, I, like, I, saw, I, I
7: think it's a great console. I just don't think it's going to get 100 million. If you go into Best Buy... Sorry, my voice cracked. If you go into Best Buy... Okay, they okay, like <laughs> Don't let it happen again. I'm like 13 guys. i Ryan's 16. Okay. They, <laughs> They have uh, a display set up and they're like, they're just big piles of switches. So I wonder like if it's going to sell or what's going on. I experienced something
9: similar. I went to Target and there were, there were about 22 switches. Uh, (laughs) Exactly 22. (laughs) And a half.
1: I, you know, I mean
3: we'll see. It's the holiday shopping has only just begun. No one's yeah. expecting a deal on the Switch, and they already played the scarcity game with it. So yeah, um,
1: yeah
4: I just, I just think it's crazy to Wii, expect 100.
3: Yeah, but the Wii sold that over a couple of years. It
9: wasn't like,
4: but it was like for two full years it was scarce mm-hmm. because everybody's grandma was buying it for Wii U or for this Wii Bowling. True.
9: We talked about that last week a little
5: bit. Yeah, but but it's, it's, I just,
4: it still but I don't
3: think, I don't think there's ever going to be a like Sony, like PlayStation Four is already sold like as much as it's gonna sell i, I mean think, i think we will
4: sell 60 but i mean yeah. that's gonna be like you know over a couple more years but it's not gonna it's not gonna like everybody's not gunning for one today you know yeah. like
9: anyways that's what analysts say that's my stock corner we can move on stock all right who is gonna tell me about gazillion Mar- we talked about gazillion marvel we heroes did, but, but a lot an of update yeah there's actually a dlc some update tell no us about um it. So,
4: since last Monday when we talked about it, two really, really sad, terrible things happened. Um, I just love bringing depressing stuff to this podcast. Um, (laughs) You're sick. The first one was the day before Thanksgiving, they fired all Mm. their staff without pay time off and severance. So, everybody essentially lost their jobs when they were expected to keep them till the end of the year. So, they didn't know this was coming. It's just a... Well, they knew it was coming, but they thought it was going to be at the end of December. The game was not supposed to end. And then the new news came today. The game just ended. So it was also supposed to stay till the end of December, but it's done.
9: Real quick. All the servers shut off. They fired everybody without severance? Yeah. How how is that okay? I
4: I don't were know Are these all
9: independent contractors? The,
4: this is just what I've read from the people who like I follow from who, People like, Magazine. From People Magazine. <laughs> no, there's there's another video the game podcast. The servers were active
3: yesterday, right? What? The servers were active yesterday, right? Yeah, they So theoretically you today. could have spent money on it yesterday.
4: Yes, you could have wow. spent money on it yesterday and you would lose all your money.
9: Who would be Okay, anyways.
4: Yeah, I mean people would be I don't think anyone bought it yesterday, but people bought it 2 weeks ago, yeah. They wow. lost all their money. So Sucky. And it's I want to say it was like they had packs for sixty bucks, right? More than that, man. Yeah, they had like a lot of like very expensive packs because it was it was like six dollars a character. So, it, was, it was
3: like four to ten dollars a character. Yeah,
4: so it was, and then there were also blind boxes to get uh, different like armor and equipment, like hmm. cosmetic loot. Mm-hmm. It's it's a bummer. There's a guy uh, who does a, a video game podcast similar to ours, um, Ribble FM, and Anthony Gallegos, and I mentioned him last week too. But it was just a bummer to read. He lost his job, lost all of his paid time off, lost his insurance. They cut that off on Friday last week. Like, I
9: don't think this is legal because there's there's stuff like... I just don't think five people would well, say company, something and they wouldn't stop the it. The company without is,
3: is shuddering, right? Like there's yeah, not, Disney said exist. it's done,
4: so they're done. They're like a, a company that had the license, and they're done. Okay. So no, they, I mean,
9: yeah. I, if, I don't really know what those contracts say, but this just sounds like either someone is... Hy- you know, being hyperbolic on the internet or it's just straight up illegal because it doesn't sound kosher to me.
4: I don't know. I mean, I, I imagine if your company loses all its money, then you don't have to pay everybody and they can go on unemployment, you know? Yeah,
9: I mean, I guess so. But there, there are certain things in place to keep this sort of thing from happening. But
4: Really, I yeah. okay. So I don't know. We'll we'll get to legal stuff soon, but I just want to bring that up because it was a it was a bum.
9: No, yeah, it's a, a total bum. Coming up for you, listeners. Yeah, wow. <laughs> <laughs> We're gonna be reading the uh, the pleadings tonight and <laughs> read really law books. Just pure, okay. just
1: I, I have some adulterated, <laughs> <books.
9: laughs> adulterated some law blogs, law blogs, law blogs, All right, let's talk D two. Yeah. Um. Okay. So Bungie
3: is uh, under fire this week. Because in Destiny 2, they it's it's a little complicated, but basically, they released some type of event, and players like discovered that their experience bars were were getting slow. Um, That's crazy. and they found out that it was intentional what? that Activision was nerfing their experience based so that they would spend more money
1: ah uh, it doesn't wow. surprise me man
7: that is, <laughs> is that, are there loot there are
4: loot boxes, are yeah. Loop yeah. boxes. Like it's all loot boxes oh, um That's gross.
3: A, i read when I'm reading this article i actually discovered something uh, that was really funny is that there's a because they they tried to make it they've tried to pass off loot boxes as like not a big deal for the game or as like a big deal for the game i'm trying to remember but there was something where like let me see if I can find it, this. It's here. mostly
9: cosmetics stuff though, isn't it? The um, loot boxes.
3: Let's see.
4: I think for
9: Destiny it is, yes. Yeah. But
4: it's still there's I mean, once you well, get to the okay. end, there's so, just so you know.
3: it's rewarding. It's supposed to be rewarding, and I guess last week when uh are the first downloadable content, Curse of Osiris, yeah. um, the community manager um like promised that it would be like the most like the most rewarding thing in the game yet for players and he opened up a loot box to receive uh two tokens and a common blue engram so basically like nothing yeah trash yeah and so it started a hashtag two tokens and a blue (laughs) (laughs) um but yeah so let me let me read a description of this basically
9: wait who are we reading from we should give credit to Uh, that
3: i'm reading this from kotaku it's the most distinct so
4: i guess
9: we should probably say if we
3: don't mention it it's probably kotaku (laughs) We're just the like Kotaku leech,
1: <laughs> leech cast. We love leech, leech-, leech cast. Yes. <laughs> um, In the
4: new year, we'll try to actually. I'll try to get talk to Jason because that book is so good. I haven't mentioned it for a while, but his book, uh, Blood, Sweat, and Pixels. Oh yeah, I've
9: been reading it. So. You should do a review, a Jake style review. <laughs>
1: <laughs> of
4: Dracula <laughs> is that also
9: by Mary Shelley? I can do a review of Dracula. I read it recently. So um, <laughs> they, ex- they discovered so.
3: Um, players discovered that Bungie's experience system was rigged against them. Um, And then on Saturday, they found that their experience sliders were moving more slowly. And so the studio studio tweet sent out says, the Destiny 2 API has yet to be adjusted to reflect the recent in-game change to earned XP. We are working on an API update to address the discrepancy. The correct value to earn an additional level is 160,000, blah, 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 blah. Um, And before it was 80,000, so they doubled it. So it's just been like a sketchy system, and it's kind of like Battlefront 2 where people are pissed. And the company has no idea what to do because they they basically did this to themselves by trying to be greedy. So
4: good. We've got a ton of Friend who's talk Wait. tonight. That's not in the news.
9: This is just really cool, though. Like it, it's just so funny. Like all of this EA stuff just blew up literally last week and the week before, and then companies like Activision are like, oh, let me just try, let's just try it out. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> well, no, the,
9: the loot boxes <laughs> stuff has been in there for a while. I think they've just. They've
4: just been changing their XP grind. Well, is the
7: problem because th- everyone calls it Destiny-style gaming? Like when it first became a problem, they're calling it Destiny-style gaming. Yeah, I think it's so- it sounds like
3: basically that the problem is that they've made it so that your experience bar, cl- like, slows to a crawl unless you're buying stuff. Um, and
4: that's that's ridiculous. That is crazy that yeah. they're doing that. I,
9: so I I went over to, to a buddy's house over the weekend, and he's a big Destiny Two guy. And he had, like, nothing but positive things to say about it. So I, I don't know. Like I have, I have buddies who like it, but yeah. everybody fell off
4: early this time because
9: I guess there's just he's not as much content. It. No, he's still playing. He He's, like, totally into it.
4: Does, is he max level, though? With yeah, all he's like, max level. The gear?
9: Yeah, I don't know about the gear, but he's got, like, three characters. He I mean, he has all three characters, and they're all max level. And he, he just thinks it's, like, the funnest game. It looked really cool. It's not a a game that I would be interested in, but he says it's super fun. I don't know. He didn't have any negative things to say about it.
3: That's interesting. Yeah. So, this, this, a lot of this stuff is coming out, I guess, and it it is for high level players that it's becoming a problem. But um, if he was
9: already leveled, he wouldn't have experienced the. Well,
3: no, he would because I think it's your post level leveling. Oh, yeah. oh, oh.
9: Yeah. There's
4: like uh, light. Well, light mm. level is mainly down my gear, but you can level up your gear, I think. It's it's something where like that. Yeah. I don't, I don't play it, so I don't really understand. Level up this your thing, but... abilities as well. Mm. It's just a. From what I understand, like they're they're releasing a DLC soon in December, yeah. But they just don't have a lot of content compared to Destiny One, where like they're doling out tons of gear, which is great. But you can't like there's nothing left for people to do. So, so there's only like micro microtransactions to buy a cosmetic loot. So there's mm-hmm. no incentive to play after yeah, you do all Right of that. now. Like, no. PVP. Maybe there's I mean... no there's no monthly subscription. So I don't think people. It just—it's weird to that that XP thing. It's weird that they did that. Well, like
9: they pe- shouldn't do that. People will come back though. If, if there's no subscription, there's like no, there's no nothing lost by stopping to play for a little while for the new DLC to come out. I yeah. guess.
3: The 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 main point is it's just it's funny seeing companies come under fire so much recently, and we'll see how yeah. they actually fix these problems because so far no one really has.
9: Right. Speaking of which, Josh, do you want to tell us a little about uh, Battlefront Two?
7: Yeah. Well, actually, I don't. What is going on with Battlefront 2? Colin? Like I, yeah, Colin oh, Okay, Hurt. yeah, yeah. No, this is. So, honest. This is a, kind of a side note to that topic was that, you know, we kind of talked about this before how video game prices are becoming unsustainable. And, uh, you know, we're going over like. A, PlayStation during that era the games were like 40 bucks and then Nintendo Super Nintendo 50 50, for 50 PlayStation, yeah too. and then Nintendo 64 had like what There were
4: between 60 and 70 but games could choose their own prices
7: yeah okay so Colin Moriarty had actually brought in the wake of the uh, he was formerly of the kind of funny now he's got his own thing going but uh, in the wake of the Battlefront 2 problem he was talking about how this model is unsustainable because as games Get better and they look better. They start costing more money to make. What so, is the model
9: he's talking about?
7: He's
4: talking about well, we we talked about this actually during the summer and we've talked about it before earlier in the year. Games have never increased
7: their price, right? In but, like
3: a, in like the last decade, they have. Yeah, even and they, analysts are saying that kind of stuff. They're stuck yeah. at
7: the sixty dollar point, and so like that's why this like loot boxes and microtransactions has become like a, a, necessity a, a necessity for the company for the, yeah yeah so it, we're gonna reach a point here where these games are gonna cost so much money to make that selling them at sixty dollars uh you know per unit is not going to make them any money so right. yeah. that's created this huge problem and you know how much longer are, is it going to be till we either you know they they have they're forced to raise prices or they get to the point where they just they can't afford to keep making like improving the product and making it look better
3: well i think I think there's a couple things just kind of, and I'm not an analyst, so I can't, you know, really say this from a business sense, but just from a logic sense, the problem is is that they're keep making, it's the problem is the AAA model is that is what needs to sort of die and adjust in a lot of ways, because we're talking about like big experience games. Like we're talking about games that have production values of in like in the hundreds of millions or whatever, how much it costs to make like Call of Duty and all that kind of stuff. Mm These like like these big cinematic like graphic powerhouse games that are also vying for your time because that's the thing is that to sell game to sell a game that like everyone's going to buy you know not everyone's going to buy every big game especially if they start taking longer and longer to make but also longer and longer to play. That's like that's your the Halos, and See, Halos and Final Fantasy. See Halos Halos are great because they're ten hours long and then there's multiplayer. So that's but the that thing.
9: caliber
7: like that. Yeah. Level yeah. Of that, game. Yeah.
3: Um, and the like. You know, you could start charging games it's like start charging a higher price point for games, but even still, if every game is now trying to be an open world hundred hour game, like people are eventually people are gonna realize they shouldn't they should just pick one and not waste their money on all of them because they're not That's why games are
4: becoming services exactly. because everybody's just choosing two games a year to play. That's crazy. The indie that's why, model is good
1: though. Well, right? The
3: indie model is good and that's why that's why these like the AAA companies should take a hint and like maybe focus on experiences that aren't
7: crazy huge long thing yeah because you, know? you
3: can make a game that looks graphically great that doesn't have to be
7: yeah well look at hellblade like ninja theory like that cost them like a fraction of what a big triple a game 30 bucks too I, right? read an, yeah.
4: was
3: yeah. I read an interview with yoko taro the the guy from near and drakengard fame the super weird japanese guy and he he actually brought up an interesting point because people asked him because the first near was a flop even though it's like critically or like yeah. cult loved it wasn't like a seller and he said that right now because there's there's basically this like you know like the same like the same gap between I didn't really go into this but so there's basically like a massive divide between indie games and then AAA games and that's it right now so now these like like kind of like mid-tier games like Japanese games that are like kind of like long RPGs but they're not necessarily like you know triple a's or like they're kind of like you know those kind of games he said there's like room for them now in the market because yeah, totally all the big companies are just focusing on sinking into these massive projects it's and then
1: yeah
9: it's so funny because the big companies they have all of these assets of mid-sized gaming companies that they've acquired just throughout their whatever their their life cycles and all they would need to do is just re-empower those individual acquisitions and be like hey go do what you do we'll fund you and they'll do it at half the price, unless
7: you're EA. <laughs> well, just I'm just shut saying, them down. Yeah. but
9: they could. They they have yeah, the ability but, to do well, this. That's the thing but, is
3: that there's this expectation for like every acquisition of a big company to make a triple A game, which um, is unrealistic. And, yeah,
9: exactly. And they're learning their lesson, I think. Yeah, it's
7: not only unrealistic, but it's unwanted. I think. Oh, yeah, like, yeah sure. It is. And it's disrespectful to the games that these people are that we're waiting for. But to two play. yeah,
4: two things are real quick is like um, some of the big publishers like Ubisoft are doing that. Like recently this week. Um, I don't know if you guys got to play grow home or grow up. It was like the most yeah. no, Gone Home. <laughs> uh, grow Home and Grow Up, they're like a platformer. They were eight bucks when each of them released. Hmm. Um, Ubisoft, actually, is the publisher, and they let their team just kind of make these games. They just did a game that's based on sound that just came out this week. Well, um, we already
3: discussed on the way here that of all the big companies, Ubisoft is the least evil. Yeah, yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah. They still, do,
4: like, privately owned. parts yeah, mo- partially. Yeah, they're like a family-owned type thing. Yeah. For now. Um, but yeah, <laughs> it, <laughs> it's it's really interesting, though, like that all this stuff is happening but i just i just want to bring up that companies do allow that it's very very rare but uh, the other thing i want to bring up that's kind of off topic is yoko taro people really really want him to do the next final fantasy because he is just he's making interesting games i haven't beaten your automata but from what i understand the game he made is just interesting on a story level and a gameplay level and he did a lot of really unique concepts with saves and all types of stuff
3: yeah um yeah, that's that I've heard that too. Um, but yeah, so I think what that's kind of what would be great is if you know, if the the best case scenario, if the game, the price point of game goes up, it would be nice if what that meant was like companies giving us like really good polished products that we can play and then play like play something else instead of like well, here's this like microtransaction like freemium system to like keep yeah. you coming back um, so that you only play this game forever.
4: Yeah, and I don't know if you guys have stuff to add about uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2, but I don't even know if we talked about this last Monday. but. They literally had to call back the microtransactions. We did talk about that. And, and we talked about the governors too. Oh, we talked about the, governor, or the governor of Hawaii, like how they're looking at legislation against loot boxes because of wow. Battlefront 2. So
3: is some other country. Cause think, they yeah, because it, yeah, it constitutes gambling. And these
4: games are targeted at minors. Yeah. Like, they're, like in uh, the UK, it's Peggy 12. Right. Here it's Teen, which is 13 up. But it's still, the idea is like, you are trying to get And people... who
3: is Peggy 12? Yeah, who is <laughs> Peggy 12? And where did the first 11 Peggy's go? <laughs> Peggy
1: 12.
4: But no, it, it's crazy. It's crazy to think like companies are
3: so clueless and they're trying to find a way to make that money. Also, did you know that Peggy is short for Margaret?
9: <laughs> no. Peggy... Is it really? Because
3: I looked that up one day. I'm like, what is Peggy from?
8: No, yeah. that can't
3: be.
9: Weird. Is it?
3: Oh, yeah.
8: Okay,
9: is uh, that like it's Mark Batstone's fact (laughs) check corner?
4: Is that like how Bill is William, which doesn't make sense at all? That makes more
9: sense than Peggy and Margaret. I think it all of it's
4: just stuff like we've grown accustomed to, and it's like, why is this Bill and William?
3: Yeah. So Daisy and Peggy are both short for Margaret because in Daisy, the word for Daisy in French is Marguerite, and for Peggy. Well, Margaret was shorted to nicknames like Meg or Meggie, and then the rhyming nickname trend turned Meggie
9: into Peggy. <laughs> nice. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. Bill and Dick. <laughs> gonna and Dick. Who's going to talk to me? What lawyer at the table is going to talk to me about the Fortnite lawsuit? Self-conversation. Jank, you, <laughs> uh, you read a little bit about this. I read it, yeah, I read about I it a while ago, though, but I, I don't remember all the bullet points. I
7: actually have some bullet points here. Okay, so this with them. What happened was this kid was selling uh, allegedly selling cheats to, to. Fortnite. And yeah, Fortnite Battlegrounds the uh, like the player unknowns Battlegrounds mod yeah. like type clone. And the argument is that allegedly he did not change any of the code but he purchased these cheats from another website. So here, his mom actually like is going to bat for him, and yeah, because Epic's suing them. Yeah, Epic is suing them, and she's uh, defending her son. And they, uh, you know,
3: as mothers do. Cur- cur- <laughs> yeah,
7: courtesy courtesy of Kotaku, we have these bullet points here. So the first one is she says that Fortnite Fortnite's teams require parental. Let's cons- talk say. about Fortnite for a for, second. Now that's this the wrong a, way to say it. For, forza, and forza and, frankly, <laughs> it's embarrassing. Fortnite, forza. Forza um, she says that Fortnite's. Teams require parental consent for minors and that she never gave this consent. She says the case is based on a loss of profits but argues that it's free-to-play video game and that in order it is free to, to play. prove a loss, Epic would need to provide a statement certifying that Roger's cheating directly caused a mass profit loss. She claims that by going after individual players rather than the website, selling, providing the software necessary to cheat is an on- in an online game, Epic is using a 14-year-old child as a scapegoat.
3: Now, I don't know much about modern-day prophets, but it sounds like we're going to need to hop in the animus to get back to ancient times <laughs> where there was lots of prophets. Sergo, are you prophets. listening? The minor um, prophets.
7: She claims that her son did not, as Epic alleged, help create the cheat software, but simply downloaded it as a user and that Epic has no capability of proving any form of modification. And finally, the mother says that by releasing her son's name publicly in conjunction with the move that Epic has violated Delaware laws related to the release of information on minors. Wow, what do you think of that? No, she sa- sounds like she has a good lawyer, and it sounds like Epic is gonna
9: face a publicity nightmare. If this goes in front of a jury, they are gonna be like shooting their feet, basically.
7: This goes to another point, though. Do you think that there's a 14 year old out there who is smart enough to rewrite? Oh a yeah, game's code? I'm sure there totally. is, but wait, it's wait. Epic is Fortnite.
3: Yeah, Epic is... I fl- thought it was Cliff Blazinski leaving Epic made Fortnite. What's his name? No, game? no, no, no. His yeah, company breakers, is uh, right? LawBreaker.
4: Yeah, he made LawBreakers. I don't remember his company. so people name. can fly. I think it's people can fly. <laughs> okay. But no, Epic, it's crazy because Epic is actually the uh, engine that uh, PlayerUnknown's Battleground uses. So they license it to PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds. So some people are kind of upset because they think that Epic stole all the knowledge that they gained from PlayerUnknown's Battlegrounds when they called in for like... Hey, how do I do one versus on one, or everyone, every man for himself in a hundred people battle matches? So. They they have a lot of stuff going on, but I love how they're trying to sue a fourteen year old. Yeah, to, it's <laughs> does
7: that really like violate laws to have a you know talking releasing a fourteen year old's name? Is that is that a huge deal or is that it's, just that's a, a
9: state state to state thing? Yeah. She's going to try to say, or the attorney's going to try to say for the family that is a violation of his privacy, right? Basically, but I think they're going to be able to say, um, you're when you interact in this way. You are He forgoing, posted on YouTube By the way too Yeah you're so forgoing he, Your rights of privacy okay. You're engaging in this way You have consented Implicitly to Get rid of your Your rights of privacy
4: Sorry for one more cuss But the kid's a little shit Like they is contacted he? him On YouTube And told him to take down A video where he was Selling the cheat mm-hmm. And he decided not to So he's so, okay. like well, There's already proof
7: He's doing it then. Yeah it's okay. I, The
4: kid I mean he's a, He doesn't
9: deserve To get probably sued For whatever they want mm-hmm. But it's I, The thing is though Like the company okay so assuming everything goes great for the company which it won't because of the publicity aspect of this which it looks really horrible in my opinion it looks really bad yeah the kid might be a brat and like he's he's doing something illegal yes he definitely is
3: but associating yourself with lost profits is bad because <laughs> is and that, that guy's in prison
9: while well, well we have <laughs> i so i that guy's made mega in prison yeah he's he yeah. like
3: eternally yeah. in prison did he
1: kill is there someone, someone though or? No,
3: he like tried to arrange to yeah i don't know a baby and sexual it, it, stuff
9: it's too much to oh, say like, wow. hey, i don't even want to get into it Jeez. he's like but is geez. there something more than what he's been handed um that's the lyric from that song. <laughs>
1: <laughs>
3: yeah, apparently he's he's one of those creepy guys too. That still like he has like women enablers and supporters. While he's in prison, he has like write letters with people um, that are in love with him or whatever. And it's like they overlook that fact.
9: Davy two eight four nine nine four four nine wrote him such a letter. <laughs> Just kidding.
7: Well, while we have Stankbank here, we were talking about this before you came out here. What? It, how serious um, of an infringement is it to? rewrite a code for that somebody wrote for a video game as serious as it is to rewrite a thing of any Anything basically. Yeah, they
4: own it. It would be like if you rewrote the lyrics to a song and then sold it as your yeah, own. Yeah, yeah, basically. Uh <laughs>
9: Weird Al is a very respectable. Well, okay. It. Real quick, there there is something called uh fair use, which is a really gray area legal doctrine for copyright. If you're at a county fair, <laughs> you can use, whatever <laughs> you you can want. use it whenever that no heck heck you want. want. Uh basically basically if you um are doing something for the sake of parody, education um, satire. Well, Weird Al does all of there, those. <laughs> there's four. There's four fair uses. I forget what they are, but uh, oh, like minimal use, and then one other one. Anyways, parody is is the most common one. Like SNL, um, Weird Al Yankovic. Like you can all get Weird Al. Actually, is like super conservative in, in what he does, and he always gets legal permission from the artist before making a parody. It'd
7: be like a privilege to be parodied by Weird Al. No,
9: exactly. It, it's good. It's good for, because most of the time, when, when you're when you, if you're a big Weird Al fan, you will go buy the real song too, just to compare them.
3: It's like that 30 Rock uh, story or, or episode where they're trying to get parodied, uh, Jenna's song parodied by Weird
9: Al. <laughs> I wouldn't know. because oh, Is Netflix? that the jammy, the
4: Janny Jormchomp or whatever? The Jackie no, Jormchomp story? It's, uh, oh, I forget the Muffin Top?
3: No. Uh, Muffin no Top's date. great, though. So I think what happens is they write a song and then Weird Al parries it. So then they want him to not do that, so they write a song that's so ridiculous he won't parody it. It's already <laughs> funny. Uh,
9: that's interesting, though. That's a, that's a cool story, though, about that kid. It's it's a really interesting choice for that company to go sue a 14-year-old kid. I, obviously, they want to make an example of him. This
4: reminds me of the RIAA. What's that? They're the uh, association. Letters. <laughs> the letters.
1: They're okay, the, yeah, I've heard of those.
4: They're the association um, that deals with records and music. They were the mm. people that went against people when they were pirating music years ago. Oh, like ago. On Napster and stuff? Yeah, Metallica? and they chose um, mm-hmm. to, <laughs> to try to sue a woman. I guess her son pirated four songs, and they wanted her to pay, like, I can't remember how many millions of dollars, but it was... It was the lawsuit that pretty much stopped them from people thinking like it was worth going after other people for because they chose the worst customer ever to
1: sue. It's
9: just just so dumb because like, do you really think, even if you do win, do you really think a judge is going to enforce a judgment against some poor... Little family, yeah. the some kid downloaded four songs. It's just so, I don't know. It's I, the
4: mom, and she's like, oh, my son only downloaded four
9: songs. Yeah. <laughs> like, like to me, what I think is going to happen is the kid is going to have to, if they win, is he, he's going to have to give get rid of all his profits, disgorge all his profits. He's going to take all his websites down, all his YouTube videos down, whatever, and then issue some sort of announcement, and that's going to be the end of it. And in response, he's gonna get a bunch of job like job offers from various companies when he wrote the code. Yeah, I mean, yeah, people are gonna yeah, be like, hey, like yeah, like Yeah, he, he's gonna become like a, a, a you know somebody in the industry because of all this. And Epic, I don't think can see that, and they're just gonna like make this kid's future basically. That's kind of what I'm predicting. That's anyways. nice of him. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so I think with that we can jump into our topic of oh, the night, and that is games we bought during Black Friday.
7: What'd you guys buy? Who are you start who are you looking at? Your head I'm is in like you I'm talking to Boldy. He's talking to the six directions. pack of ballast yeah. points. It looks
4: like Donna. Um, tell
7: me what you bought. Well, I,
3: mm. I did not buy this.
9: Tell us everything you did not
3: buy but and then if you consider the fact that Argonians are often used as slaves in Vardenfell. <laughs> what do you know about busty
9: oh, or uses... lusty Argonians? It's you know
3: a
7: violence-free of... game.
9: Do you know anything um, about
3: that? I do know a lot about lusty Argonian maids. Um mates. No, but I, for Black Friday, I was pretty conservative this year on the video game front. The did you go game? out? Nice. Did you go
7: out and buy stuff, or you?
3: Well, no, I bought stuff. I just covered it up so that you couldn't see it. You know?
7: <laughs>
4: yeah, I <They> posted <laughs> on Twitter and Instagram, but you couldn't it was see it. It's all censored. So. <laughs> yeah. No, I didn't.
3: I can't drive these days, so you know. I... Yeah. No, I was just everybody knows um, wow knows. Josh that's really no, insensitive no, still have one working leg. can we that out guys <laughs> flipping. Sure. but uh so I, I I just on the xbox sale I bought uh, rise of the tomb raider which I'm insanely excited oh, for it's so awesome because the first game of that reboot was so flipping good does your
9: tv have hdr
4: yeah. Oh big my senior. goodness! What to kind of question is that? That is okay. that game is going to be amazing. Donna's yeah.
9: TV is the size of my garage.
4: It's five K, <laughs> three thousand right? <laughs> K is a thing, right? It's five K, three thousand Actually, eight K is a thing. Wow! There is 4K and there are 8K TVs out. Yeah, there. Yeah, did you now. see
3: that? Oh, there's 8K TVs already. Does yes. it give you I like? Yeah, yeah,
4: they I, I saw that video was, of the guy
3: that modded his Witcher three to run at 8K, but it's oh like I one gosh, frame. Don't of, even yeah. get
4: does why it, people are doing. Does that. it give
9: you laser eye surgery? It as Also you watch gives you laser it? It. <laughs> yeah. eye surgery. There's a
4: nurse in your room, like yeah, you're paying ten thousand. So
3: <laughs> anyway, so for the game sale, I purchased. um Rise of the Tomb Raider, which I'm really excited for again, just because it's this, this series, this reboot of this of Tomb Raider is like It's crazy. It's like, it's like everything that I want an Assassin's Creed game to be, everything that I want like it's It is so... Uncharted, but better. Yeah, it's
4: exactly. like, hey, what you saw Uncharted? We saw Uncharted, but it's like, yeah, it's kind of not super fun. Just climbing the whole time. Hey, who's oh, fat Indiana I, Jones this. here? This yeah. Is, <laughs> I,
7: I did like Tomb Raider. Like I liked it oh, more than Uncharted because I man. thought that it looked better and it had like a a cool a cool it's story to it. It's also fun to, to play. It, it was, yeah. Uncharted you know, is primarily Unch- a story. Uncharted is one of those games you could play mindlessly, but like Tomb Raider, you actually had to invest your brain power yep. into it. How hot is Laura
5: um, Oh, it's So hot. So um, hot right now. <laughs> and they
7: extend her neck in every photo with Photoshop. Yeah. <laughs> like one of
5: those... Um... So it's like a freaking flamingo. <laughs>
7: <laughs> <laughs> freaking fr- <friggin'> flamingo. <laughs> <laughs> freaking fl-
9: fl- flamingo over there. Josh, can you put that in the end of all our episodes now? After <laughs> the, like, Hertz uh, guy. <laughs> freaking fl- flamingo Frickin production fl- <laughs> company. Can you do that?
7: <laughs> I do that. It's uh, can you do that for us? He can. Just, he'll just take it. a... a, a voice clip out of this. <laughs> I won't um, do it.
3: Um, oh my God. So um, I bought that. I purchased uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which we already talked about extensively. So we won't talk rehash about all that. One Can we, we just start, from the, start from the ground up? Online? I don't <laughs> even so, about it. 700 years before.
4: Before <laughs> <laughs> Lord of the Rings, there was
1: a voice called Tamriel. Yeah.
3: Um, and then I also bought uh, Banner Saga.
1: Oh, nice. Which, so that was cool. um, Seven
3: I, I actually own it on Steam and have played it a little bit. But I, I caught Banner Saga two really cheap on Xbox One uh, months and months ago, and it's really hard for me to sit at a computer currently, so I wanted to play Banner Saga on my TV instead. Totes, that is a good game to buy. I have it on my iPad, but I only played like one what, mission. What so. is it? Um, Banner Saga is a it's a Final Fantasy Tactics kind of style game. So okay. it's a it's a grid based stra- uh, turn based RPG. Um, where you have units and you wait, it's kind of like a strategy
9: but game. But it's Norse, right?
3: But it's 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 kind of done in this like old, like Sleeping Beauty esque Disney art style. Oh, that's and really cool. And it's Norse, kind of like Viking. Mythology. Yeah. yeah.
7: Okay. Oh, nice. What'd you buy? I bought South Park. Nice. And Fractured, butthole. Fractured butthole. Fractured butthole. I was bought, it 40 or what is it? It was $35 at Target. Oh, with, I thought you said it was 45 No, I was, like, I, for, I was trying it's, to remember. was $40 on Xbox. Oh, it was like bad. 37 with tax. but um, yes. so got that. That's not 35 That's uh, what you just told us. Uh, <laughs> uh, guys, I'm a liar. Um,
4: this guy's a liar. He's uh, a lawyer.
7: Uh, uh, lawyer, yeah. You said allegedly a lot, so you basically a, lot, a liar. Um, I got four to seven. Um, oh my gosh! And I bought, I repurchased uh, Skyrim on Xbox One because I never finished it, and I traded in. I can't remember what for. What are you playing on that? Um, I am a Nord, Nordic, Norse. Nord. 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 Yes. Nord. Explosive. Sorry, I still need to finish the. Uh, I, I left off on the Thieves Guild and I didn't finish no, that. Thieves or... Guild is uh, cool, and awesome. yeah. cool. Dark Brotherhood's awesome. Did you yes. do that? Already? I finished the Dark Brotherhood okay. yeah. and then I didn't do the Mages Guild yet. Man, mm. how did you not do like? That's the main thing I did was all four of those, yeah. and then I did because I remember test. the Mage's Guild took a really long time. So it's, I saved it's more it's boring. The, it's the least yeah. fun out of all those. Yeah. So I still need to go back and finish that, and then um, oh, I man, you got to go to the Morrowind Island too. I want on Switch so bad, but no sale. Dude, I, so I'm excited to play the expansions again because in my first playthrough on the uh, back when it 360? first came out on 360, yeah the. Yeah dragon came down and he killed one of the npcs in the expansion <laughs> oh, and wow. i could i couldn't finish it is that really a thing it like really, I mean, it was it was a glitch i cannot I, imagine that i know i went, i went online and there it turns out there were people who actually were also complaining about that and uh you get anything else no that's it
4: I'll tell you what I bought then before... Wait, uh, wait, wait, wait. What did you buy? Okay. <laughs> I bought... Hey, guys, has been like six years since I've done office chair from <laughs> Office Depot. was hardcore, man. Wait, wait, variables? you did?
3: For reals? I did. Actually, it was really good. Was My good grandma price. bought me an office chair from Office Depot. Really? <laughs> what kind was, of what? Was, was it the Harrington 2? What? Was it the Harrington 2? I don't know. Okay, just, well, anyways, I got a Harrington what 2. What was the discount on it, was, baby? Okay, so it was... Is this the I,
4: that, I looked at it two weeks ago, and the guy was like, hey, maybe check out our Black Friday sale. It was 150 that week. And so the Black Friday sale they had for seventy bucks, Jeez. with uh with like setup because you had to normally build the chair, mm-hmm. so that's like twelve bucks as well. So it was just seventy bucks all together. And so I got that. I went to GameStop. I picked up Kingdom Hearts one point five plus two point five, but they didn't have the sealed copy. Well, it's a co- so that was on sale for like twenty bucks? It was twenty right? bucks. Yeah, yeah. the sealed copy. So it's you know how GameStop does edition. that. <laughs>
3: <laughs> that
9: thing
4: where they open their games. yeah, they open all their games and they put stickers on the outside, so you can't ever get rid of the stickers. Yeah. <laughs> so I bought that. I returned it today though because I hate those stickers and I just think they're the dumbest thing ever. Yeah. Um. And then I got um, my brother-in-law and I did our like Christmas gifts early, so he got Assassin's Creed Origins, and that's why I've been playing. And I bought Wolfenstein
7: Two. Nice. So I have haven't we haven't touched have you, it yet. Okay, that's what I was gonna ask. But nice. yeah, you get anything,
9: Stank Bank? I did. I bought my little bro um need for speed payback deluxe edition nice and i bought it with uh, if you subscribe for uh, xbox live you get it like ten dollars cheaper so yeah. I, I signed up for live for one dollar and then bought the game oh, wait him. so you
4: only have the one month one xbox Live Gold? I, I
9: do have it on recurring but i will need to it's right now on sale for 50 bucks for the year it's 50 bucks for the year? No, on Amazon. So okay. it's oh, not Amazon. like it's a little bit better. Yeah. You can
4: find it occasionally
9: for 40 but that's really rare. I just don't know if I'd want to play it for the year. I, I do want to get it because I want my little bros to get Diablo. Do you guys all have Diablo 3? Yeah, we all have it and we could play it. Okay. What's, your, what's your game? Don I don't have it yet, yet, but
3: I'm supposed to get it. Yeah, you
9: are supposed to get yeah, it. Yeah. You've been supposed to get it for like six ago. months. Yeah, I don't
4: know what happened with that. It Nathan? disappeared. <laughs> <laughs> Nathan, we'll have to bring him on here and make I don't him
7: have himself. You don't have Diablo Three? I not know you guys were all often on sale for like twenty bucks. If you but guys are all playing. If it. you
4: get Elder Scrolls Online, then mm-hmm. we can all play that. So, Which is, is your ga- really what's fun.
7: your gamertag? Stackbank
9: sixty nine. Uh, no, no, it's it's ninety six. Four
4: twenty <laughs> sixty nine XX. It's um, it's to the center a- sun. We're
9: gonna
4: have to take a breaky poo. Are we gonna finish this bad
9: boy? Yes. Okay, moderator. Number two over here. Yeah, jeez. I'm not
7: trying to moderate. I'm trying to. He's moderating the. Moderate the dragon. I'm
4: just trying to have fun.
9: I don't know. I guess this. Was...
4: Sometimes you gotta break the dragon outside. Okay. So the okay. Part where <laughs> we're that we're,
9: we're okay. Brian. All right. Anyways, so guys, the big unveiling of your life is I bought a nin. That's it. I bought a nin. I bought a Switch. Really?
4: Really though? Yeah, I, I,
9: I bought it and uh, my mommy's going to give it to me for Christmas. Oh, really? But, um, That's I, awesome, it's in my It's in my room right now. I haven't what, set it up what yet. What games you get? I didn't get any games yet because I wasn't sure if I was going to keep it. I just saw it and I wanted to just have it. And you then, should. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I wanted to just get it. In case it somehow becomes scarce again in the next few weeks, I feel like that's I thought like,
7: gold was your thing. No. Like 70, wow. nope, I duped you. Seventy percent of Switch owners probably own that because they thought that it was going to be scarce and then they opened it. It is so I haven't opened good. My yeah. yet. Those, those flipping I people my are
4: idiots yet. if they bought it and said, oh, blah, blah, blah. i bought mine originally
7: because I was going to resell it, and then I just yeah. couldn't help myself. You're dumbass.
9: I sold three of them. Okay. <laughs> 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 Anyways, that's what I bought. That's what I bought during Black Friday. Uh, I might buy Elder Scrolls online tonight. No promises. Promised. Um, I am on thin ice with my wife in terms of budget stuff, so I got to play that carefully. Skyrim is mostly made of ice. Oh, wow. That's
4: a place you can visit Elder Scrolls Online. <laughs> I'll feel right
1: at home. You got it.
7: Yeah. <laughs> Anyways, guys, that's all I got. Um, anyone else want have any closing comments for us? Yeah, we're on Podbean, so if that's your podcast source, go ahead and uh, find us on there.
9: Okay. There we go. Podbean. Guy named Donna. Superbs. Superbs. Find Superb. us on Superbs. Find us on Superbs.
4: Uh, we're going to be doing the game of the year thing soon. Mm-hmm. Soon, soon, soon. I don't know when, but so when you get an episode and it's like us not talking about what we played and it's
9: us talking about games we played over the year, <laughs> then yeah, <laughs> yeah you what know you what's said. happened. Yeah, that, that'll be coming soon, right? In the next few weeks, Yeah, think? I think
4: we're going to do it like a week or two just because we probably won't be here between Christmas and New Year's.
9: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyways, guys. Hit us up on our Gmail. Hit us up on Instagram. Hit us up on Facebook and Twitter. Ask us questions. We will answer. Uh, we love you. Good night and good luck. Oh, yeah.
1: That to, to us people that can feel things, it, it, uh, it hurts.